To episode 375 of Texing, hosted by myself, Justin Vincent, and Jason Roberts. On today's show, um, we will talk about many, many things, I'm sure we will. But one thing I want to talk about is Jason's looking good. He's looking like Colby, actually. He's looking more like Colby. Yeah. <laughs> looking like a, knuckle, a knucklehead 18-year-old kid. You, you've definitely had a, have you had more of a haircut recently or something? No, I just, yeah, I just had a haircut a couple of days ago. Sandy finally put, the, put her foot down. She's like, that's enough is enough. <laughs> that's it well i hadn't I, had, I hadn't had a haircut since uh like uh over the holidays like in december okay. so it was it's getting a lot of control and with the weight loss as well it's looking yeah, good you can tell yeah. yeah i'm down uh i just broke 200 oh that's 100, good 199.8 i mean i just barely broke it 199.8 so that, down about 13 and a half pounds so far that's cool that's um um Yes, that was something I wanted to talk about was the very fact that I also am on a bit of a weight loss journey. So I thought it could be a good check-in per show sure. um, where, we basically, where we basically say, all right, um, what, you know, what's, what's been your lowest in the last two weeks? Well, I always track my low week to week. Yeah, that's right. what I was thinking. I was thinking of doing that, booking the low. <laughs> yeah, you know, I used, to, I used to book like every Sunday morning. Right would be my would be my check in, but it's really frustrating when your low was like on a Thursday or Friday. Yeah, and you're like, oh, you know, it's kind of an. Then you then you put like an asterisk next to the number. I'm like, I'm actually low. It's like it just it doesn't matter whether it's you do the low or the. High it's a rolling the, average. So just, so just, let's just it's book the low. Book the low. That's what I think. It's like a PR. Right. You know. Yeah, exactly. I, I think I think that's it doesn't matter when you hit it during the week. So. Yeah. So I th- I even think I'm going to stretch that concept to a two week period. So, but basically in between each recording of a show. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like, all right, what was the low? I mean, I guess I could do it by the week. I mean, it should. Well, you should. You should. Hit I should be able to do it by the week. week yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I should if you be don't. If you don't hit a new low at all during the pre the next week, that's gonna. I mean, that'll happen every once in a while, but that should be rare. Yeah. Yes, so um, I've I've been I've uh, so last time we spoke I was two two three point four on uh-huh. the last show, uh-huh. and um, since then I have been doing uh, basically calorie counting mm-hmm. with um, an app called Lose It, which mm-hmm. also it's just very coincidentally just went like three days after I'd started that. Uh, Nathan, um, texting listener who's on Discord, posted. Um, I've I've lost forty pounds over the last year, and um, I did it using Lose It. You know, the, well that that he didn't do it using Lose It, but that was the track he used to. to that was the sure. app he, he used to track the calories. Right. Um, actually, I I had tried that app um, like six seven years ago, mm-hmm. and it was good. But I tell you what, they've got fifty million users now. They have really polished the journeys. Yeah. Like it, it is really, really good now. Like you're, you, like it's, it's got everything. It, it, it'll do. Do if you want to plug in intermittent fasting, if you want to plug in keto, everything you want to do, you know, and combine that with with calories. 
So it's been good. Um, so I, so did I tell you that I was what what I got to? Did I tell you I got to one one nine point two? So what? from from two to three point four, the lowest I've booked since then is one one nine point two. One one oh one nineteen. Yeah, one nineteen point two. Okay, yeah. okay. So for two twenty three point four, one nineteen point two, which I th- I feel like that's pretty good over um, a period of time. Uh, well, from the last show. So because from prob- the last show, you, I basically said, look, f- screw this. I'm going to start tracking. Yeah, you're not. You're probably not losing two pounds a, a week. So no, don't no. don't expect that. Usually, what happens the first week is when you start cutting out like some of the excess simple carbs and sugar, um, you you just lose a lot of like water weight. And everybody gets, I lost five pounds this week. I'm like, okay, don't, don't expect that app. The first big chunk of it's water weight. So if, if, if you can, if you can lose, I mean, even as long as it's a consistent, you know, if you're losing a few pounds a month, that adds up, right? I mean, you know, at the, at the end of the year, you're talking 35, 40 pounds, which is life changing amount of weight. So it's like, and it's more of a marathon, so don't sit there and try and lose it in like two months and then be depressed when you're not when you haven't lost thirty pounds. Actually, that could not be more my strategy because I don't. It doesn't look like I'm on a diet. Like for example, so it's basically what I'm doing is I'm pretty much eating whatever I want and then just like stopping when the calories hit <laughs> hit zero. You know, so like many days I have an In and Out burger. You know, I mean, it's totally fine. I see. I see. I think. All of these things that people do, like um, whether it's cutting out carbs or it's intermittent fasting or whatever, ultimately it's calorie counting. It's just it's just a different way of reducing mm. calories, for the most part. I mean, I, I you know, or sometimes they like, they'll go on this sort of, well, you can eat as much broccoli as you want. Well, the reality is nobody's going to eat that much broccoli. So you know, in a sense, it's a calorie. No one wants a, to eat that much broccoli. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean. So essentially, that's what it is, and and, and and there's there are any number of ways to do it. Um, so yeah, I mean the, the whole eat whatever you want, just don't overeat is 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 mostly fine. I mean, at least as far insofar as weight loss goes. I mean, you know what the kind in of in terms quality- of health. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I was about to say. So that so just the very the very fact of tracking is sort of giving me internal education. Um, so one of the things that they get you to do um, is to set up. A kind of start, like a, a a general target style. So I just, you know, so that might be keto, it might be whatever. So I just mm-hmm. said balanced, um, and you know, balanced. Uh, they have certain macronutrient goals that they mm-hmm. that they want that they aim for you to hit, and it's just super easy for you to see what you're hitting and what you're not hitting. And what I was surprised to see, I just didn't really realize this, is that I do like I'm a. For for just a general balanced diet where you're supposed to be at, at like around twenty grams of um, saturated fat every day, mm-hmm. you know, I am over. I'm like over that every day by ten to twenty grams, mm-hmm. and I'd never really thought about that before. And it's like some of the food choices that I make, like it's like butter on, you know, slathering butter on toast, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So yeah, I'm under the calories, but I'm eating, a, you know, a ton of saturated fat, for example. So that was kind of interesting, um, and I was surprised that the protein. I mean, I'm sort of like I'm. I'm pretty much everything else is on track mm-hmm. in a, on a macronutrient level. It's just the the saturated fat is like way over. Uh, by the way, I hope this isn't too boring for listeners. But um, no, well, I think you look. Not, I think it's this stuff is this stuff is interesting. I think it's important stuff, um, and I think 
most of our listeners are like not kids, which means they're in their 30s, if not 40s and 50s, which means yeah. they're probably wrestling with the same issues we are, which is like, <laughs> you know, trying to get in better shape or trying to lose some weight, right? I mean, it's just, it just creeps up on all of us. And it's just like, you hit this point where you're like, I got to... I got to sort this out, right? And this so- might actually work for me. I mean, I've tried everything, but this might just this basic thing of trying. The reason is because it makes it so easy to track it. Like you can take a picture of the of the barcode, and then boom, it's done. Or you start typing it, and pretty much every food you can think of is in there. You know. Well, um, I think I think that you know you're you're. If I had to, you know, characterize why you fail, it's that you go too hard, too fast. Yeah. Yeah. And it's unsustainable. You're like, I'm only going to eat 500 calories a day, or yeah, uh, you know, yeah. you would do the hit training. You went like a, you know, like a bat out of hell in the first week, and then it was just too much. It's like you you try and do stuff that's just insane, or you try and do basically nothing at all in some way. I'm just following exactly what it says. Oh, there's something cool that the app does as well. So basically, it, the way that it set me up was, it's like, okay, we'll try and get you in at 2,000 calories a day, and then I do 2,000. 2000 yeah that's right. how much i try okay. and eat every day and then um i do enough exercise um that i probably burn around three between three thousand and three and a half thousand a day in total but, but you i mean burn three thousand oh so you yeah you think you do a thousand calories are you talking about your what just general activity that, that's my general activity yeah so how many exactly. how many how much are you doing in exercise um i do like like i do that 40 minute walk every day with the dog Okay, so, so not that's much. What, so that's that, that's two, calories or something. Two hundred calories, basically, it gets two hundred. Okay. okay, and then um, uh, and then the rest of it is. I mean, I am kind of walking around or whatever. So, long story short, it's about like if I if I stick to it, it's about a thousand a day. Except it isn't because they, what they do is they do this cool thing where they give you bonus calories. So because they're basically saying, look, you know, you're aiming for a pound and a, a pound to a pound and a half a week. Mm-hmm. So actually. At, at around five o'clock to six o'clock every day, it's like, okay, you've you've done enough movement today. We're going to award you bonus calories, so you get like three hundred. And I always eat to the max. Like I always eat the, those bonus calories up. So mm-hmm. I'm not like on any super fast track, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, it's good. Uh, well, you know, well, well, well I think it, I, I think the key is um, is just tracking your mm-hmm. weight loss, so that if you stop losing weight, you know you're you're not doing enough. Right. Mm. It's just, it's just, that's, 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 that's one importance. I mean, okay. Two things. First of all, you know, one of my favorite sayings is nothing succeeds like success. In other words, momentum, momentum is the, is, is the killer, is the, is the killer result. You want to get to a momentum so that like every week you're losing a certain amount. Right. Yeah. And then you just keep, then you just keep getting me like, this is great. I just got to keep doing this. If it's like you're, you're not losing and then you are and then you're not and you're very inconsistent, that's really hard to, to stick with it. So that's what you want to do is just track. So the first week that it doesn't hit, you're like, okay, I got to, you know, I'm, I'm not being honest with myself. I'm not exercising as much as I thought, or I'm, I'm taking these bonus calories a little too liberally, you know, yeah. whatever it is. So it's like you have to be a, you have to have some accountability system, some objective mm-hmm. ca- accountability system to 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 call your call yourself on your own bullshit. Which, you know, 
if it's, I don't book a new low for the week, I think that's what it is. Yeah, I mean, um, okay, here's it. If you don't book a new low for a week, it, it, that will happen every once in a while. Not usually right out of the gate, but every, every once in a while you'll hit this sort of just the, just the fluctuation of your water weight, especially if yeah. you're not losing a huge amount of weight. You're going there. There'll be a week where you're like, damn it, I didn't lose. Any. If it's two weeks in a row, then it's like, yeah, you're not doing something. I mean, if you don't lose anything and you kind of know at the back of your mind, you're kind of half-assed, a couple workouts, mm-hmm. I kind of over. Okay, well, now you know. You know. There was a, there was a, just a couple more tricks that I wanted to tell you. Like I mean, again, I mean, I'm just a noob at this. I'm only what a couple of weeks into it, three weeks. But um, one thing that I've done to make my life easier is a little bit based on the idea that you're talking about about having things ready to go. So I've I've, I've bought a bunch of hundred calorie grab bags, like snacks, you know, mm-hmm. different things that I know are hundred calories, like popcorn or pretzels or a little piece of chocolate. But it's that's a hundred calories, so. It's, when I'm just really like need something or I need something for stress eating or something, I just grab one of those. It's easy to to put those down. So um, and then another thing is if I really have zero calories left and I really want to eat something, um, there's this amazing miso soup um, that's actually straight from Japan, which is basically zero. I mean, it's like 15 calories, but it's just super. Um, it it really quen- quenches. Yeah, super satisfying. Yeah. Um, so I'll I'll put a link to that um, in the in the Discord, but yeah, so you can have one of those, and it just feels like a meal, even though it's nothing. Um, so that's another thing that well, I, consistency makes it really easy. So like, I eat the same damn thing for lunch every day, and I yeah, eat I one of two things nest. for for breakfast. Now, obviously, you don't have to be that consistent, but if you have like one of three lunches, if you're just making up a different lunch every day, you're gonna probably screw up. I, yeah, I can't do. Uh, no, I, I I have to do that because I don't know what's gonna happen with the kid or with Georgie, and I I want to participate with those guys. So it's easier for me to just the consistency is the number, like that's the consistent thing. Yeah, well, that's you gotta I be careful. So you gotta be really. Yeah. So if you're just eating all kind of random stuff, you gotta be really careful because it's yeah. you're you, you know what they say at Feynman's you know famous line: you're the, the the easiest one to fool is yourself. The easiest well, person to fool is we'll yourself. We'll see with the scale. We'll see with the scale. I mean, yeah. I fooled myself yeah. for, for this entire podcast. So, you know, for the last 10 years. So if, you know, if if next show, there's no, I well, don't, if I'm not below t- uh, 219.4 or 219.2, then, sorry, 119.2, then we know. Wait, what's it? Did I say 119? I meant I don't know, just say 190. Two, well, you're 100, 219. 219. Sorry, thank you. I meant 219.2. That's that was it. It's like nobody says it that. Everybody's like, wait, what did he say? Why did I say why did I say 119? Man, I'd be man, I'd be like say a little tiny waif. <laughs> 119.2. Yeah, you'd be. Yeah. Well, so the other thing I would that I, I'd recommend doing is is kind of having a goal in your mind. Like try and like have that hundred have that two hundred and fifteen just in your mind. Like I'm going to hit 115. It's in the app. I, I understand, but just like you have to yeah, like yeah. Get really get excited, get focused on it. Like, oh man, I'm at the 215. Damn it, I'm gonna hit that in like three weeks. Damn, I'm gonna hit, you know, just like you need to be focused on it, right? You can't just be like, oh, you know, I'm just going through the process. That having a process is important, but it's goals plus process mm-hmm. that is the killer combination. Having goals with no process, sometimes you can just muscle your way there. Having process without goals can get you somewhere, but sometimes it just isn't enough. It doesn't pull you forward enough. You want both right and then uh-huh. you want an accountability system so you know just just think i mean i round numbers are, are great right and i don't mean just for the next you know the next show i'm gonna be a 217 but just be have 215 in your mind 
you know, and, and that's a big deal. And then you'll, you'll kind of fight your way down to 10, 205, you know, you'll kind of, but that's a, that's a, um, I think that's a, 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 an important hack. Let's call it. Ask me what I've been working on, Jason. Well, hey, I did get to tell you about my. You, oh, oh, wait. Are we just talking about Justin? Okay, Justin, tell oh, us. No, no, you're wait. No, Keep you're, going. Keep going. Okay. No, 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 no. Let's talk about you. So you. Well, but I thought. I mean, what what else if, do you have to say? I mean, you're looking good. Weight loss is going well. Well, what else do you have to say about that? I guess nothing. <laughs> did you? Is there some other plan that you have? Like some other thing way that you've been doing it? Like, no, I actually I got a few things to say. Okay. Go um. On. So um. The, the 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 real reason I started losing weight, the, the the thing that kind of really got me out of the starting blocks, is, and I think I mentioned this, is I had uh, I've I've had heartburn for quite a while, acid mm-hmm. reflux. I mean, I've talked about that a little bit, right? That's been like a thing. Yeah. And it was getting pretty bad. Where like sometimes once a week or even more often, I'd wake up in the middle of the night, like I'd have acid reflux. It would come up in my throat and like I'd practically choke. Oh, it was horrible, right? And, you know, Sandy's just like, oh, my God, are you okay? You know, like, <gasps> you know, as, yeah. And um, I had to be careful not to sleep on my stomach. I'm one of those people who sleep on their back and their sides and their stomach. You know, they, you, always, you always get these websites that say, how do you sleep? I, which, do you sleep on your back or your stomach? Or you're this kind of person. I sleep. I'm like a constant rotation, right? And I'm like a whirling dervish and, and while I'm sleeping. I fidget as much when I'm sleeping as I do in real life. So, um, anyway, like, that's kind of disturbing, Right, it's a little traumatic, and it's just like not a good sign that you're in a good situation. So I, so um, and Sandy's like, you know, and she had she had done some research at one point. She's like, you know, I really think you need to lose some weight because I think that's what's causing the heartburn. Right? She's like, you need to. I'm like, right, right. I know, I know. So then I said, so that, and then I kind of got motive. Then I kind of let that sink in a little bit and that's what kind of got me out of the block so it's so i've down from like i said i was like 213 and change and now i'm at just under 200 um so okay here's the other thing so not only have i not been having heartburn i've still i was still taking medication but what i was also taking was um Prilosec, which is the brand name for omniprazole which is sort of like what they call it protease pump inhibitor ppi um those are pretty strong and you're not really supposed to take them over the counter for more than two weeks straight. I've been on for 15 years, 18 years or something like that. Um, but, you know, I went to a doctor and they said, yeah, you can do it. It's not, you know, people have taken for 20 years. It's not a big deal. But still taking this, this is one medication for this huge amount of time. And about um, oh, a year and a half ago or something, well, Sandy, I actually talked to her. I talked to her. I, we, I was kind of going over this with Sandy. She said, no, actually, I read that even years before that. But anyway, regardless, she would, went on research something. She's like, I think your neuropathy is caused by the Prilosec. There has been research that shows that the that long-term use of Prilosec causes peripheral neuropathy. Yeah, you had mentioned this. And yeah. so and she, that's what she's also like, I think you need to get off. I think you need to get off Prilosec. And I'm like, well, I can't because I have heart, I would have like really bad heartburn all day. I just they could be intolerable. And so then she's like, I think you need to lose some weight. Maybe that helps. So anyway, so um, about I got down to maybe like 205, and it started to feel like I just generally because even with Prilosec and stuff, I would still get 
it's kind of sometimes the heart. still could, the, the, still the heartburn would still happen, right? Not as bad, but you could tell it was just barely holding it back. And so then I started. I was like, you know, it's not as bad. And so she had. There's this other stuff called Pepsidacy, which is like a much low, lighter, yeah, less effective, lighter stuff. And so I started doing that some of the days, and I got it down to I would do five days a week of the Pepsid, and only two, and only Fridays and Saturday Sundays I'd have the Prilosec, right? The cheat days. Friday was because we have pizza on Friday night, so pepperoni pizza, which really tends to cause stomach acid, right? Because the tomato sauce, yeah, and the and the pepperoni. And um, well, and the pepperoni would hold when you have eat like meat like that, it holds the acid in your stomach. So yeah. it's like the worst yeah. combination. Somewhat. And then cheat day. And then I was like, and then I got down, and then this last um, this Friday, I told, I said, I, I just said, you know, I'm not even gonna try. I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna get the product today. I don't think I need it. And I had it. There was no problem. Mm-hmm. And then today I said, and then, but I've noticed that my feet are feeling better. Oh, nice. I'm like, could this really? And I read that it says, like, you know, if you have really bad neuropathy, sometimes it really can't. He won't get worse, but it won't really get any better. But the other ones said, usually, you know, if if, the, if you take the whatever's causing it away, sometimes it can heal in a, you know, a few months. Mm. So this, so couple things. So if I can tr- continue to drop, I could probably get off the the Pepsi as well. That'd be great. So I can be off of anything, and not only will that hopefully uh take away my heartburn at all by losing weight i just don't have any heartburn at all right which would be amazing and second i don't have i'm not taking any medication which in itself is a good thing and third the 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 peripheral neuropathy goes away but what but also what this is just saying is why it's important to attack things at the root cause right i'm treating symptoms and not causes yeah and 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 problem is treating root causes is is, is usually harder right and that's why we don't we want to have easier fixes and stuff and um but also it also is clear clear um signal that this is all my fault right (laughs) right i mean this is my fault it's this is a cell phone right it's like dude you you know you should be 180 pounds you're 200 210 220 whose fault is that that's my fault right it's like you know um, and it's totally under my control. And so, um, but anyway, it, it's, uh, I mean, I know we're getting a little deep into this, but um, it's just incredible how many how many problems you can cause for yourself by just having slightly bad habits, meaning mm. just eating a little too much, you're indulging a little too much, you overeat, have spaghetti and have an extra big plate of spaghetti yeah. and you shouldn't you have this and it's just a little bit over time you know you're you work out but you don't work out quite enough to make up for that and it just adds it just adds up well that's what that's what i've noticed with the the tracking that i've done for the last three weeks so far it doesn't really feel that different to a regular day it's just a bit annoying that i'm tracking it but the amount of food seems pretty similar even though it's i guess just a kind of less so it's like it doesn't take much. It really is the power of gradualization that that fucks us up. Yeah, and it usually works against us because we're not paying attention. Yeah. You're busy with you're other stuff, attention. and you know what? The food is really good, and all the food you buy is like, you know, it's it's engineered to be really to taste really good, right? I mean, it's like that that due to due to the way capitalism works, we're gonna make the best damn tasting food in the world, it's and like, it's like you like can't uh, Facebook, like engineering Facebook to like 
totally suck your brain into it. They're yeah. like engineering food to just completely be delicious. I mean, they're just trying to say, like, look, you know, we want to show you all whatever your friends are and all the stuff that's interesting and the stuff that you want to see. Like, you could come at it from like, I'm just, we're just trying to create an engaging website, but it's so good at it, it just sucks you into the social media. You know, vice versa, food. I mean, it's like, it's like our, um, you know, they're not like the food companies are trying to kill everybody. They're just trying to say, hey, well, if, you, if our stuff is, doesn't taste as good or it isn't satisfied, you'll get it somewhere else. We'll go to business. So we got to make it the best tasting food in the world. Unless we're literally going after people who are health food nuts, in which case they know this food doesn't taste very good, but they're just doing it anyway because they really care about the food. But that's it's a very niche market. Most people are like, in the day, it's like, that. Ah, this stuff tastes like crap. I like this other stuff. So, um but you know, it it just it just reminds me I, of this um, article I read. I, God, I wish I had saved it. I mean, you know, every time you you read these articles, and then you you remember and refer to them for like twenty years, and you don't remember what you read. You're like, that was like one of the ten or twenty articles I read. I like, I wish I had the root the 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 source. Anyway, it was um it was like a psychiatrist. I was a psychiatrist, and he said, you know, like the vast majority of my patients who I who require medication and require therapy and stuff, it's it's all stuff that they could solve themselves. But because they don't solve their own interpersonal relationship life problems, they have all these depression and anxiety and all these other issues that that has to be medicated. And it's just it's just compounding things because they won't resolve this codependent relationship or this thing or whatever. They won't exercise, they won't stop eating crappy food. You know, it's like you know, they're, they won't do the things that actually fix their life. Like what's wrong, what's really wrong with your life? You're really like, why are you unhappy? Why are you in a bad relationship? Well, your bad relationship is you're unhappy with yourself. Why aren't you happy with yourself? Because, you know, you're overweight, because you're not in a career that you want, because you're not doing that. You know, you're not doing the things, you're not solving the root cause problem. And so, you know, all these things compound and these people are, in bad or dysfunctional relationships, they're physically unhealthy, they're in a career or in a job or in a, you know, all these things they don't like because they're not attacking, they're not resolving the core problem. And so they need all this medication and all this therapy, which in a sense are just selves, right? They're just, they're just trying to, they're really treating, yeah, okay, you're depressed, so I'll talk to you about it and, and we'll, provide some antidepressants or yes you're anxiety but it's like you know why are you anxious all the time you know and he's like and you know i'm sure there are some things there are some mental illnesses or some conditions that require some type of medication but he's like saying you know in my practice if, if they actually could do these things they would i mean they, they would solve all these problems but they don't so Something interesting um, from George's line of work that I've uh, sort of heard her talk, talking about and seen um, a bunch of presentations about is something called child attachment theory. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of that? I've heard of it. It's, I don't. Really it's know it's much like about it. it's it it can pretty much. I mean, according to all this 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 stuff is that just the basic attachment that you have uh, with your parent when you're a baby. Mm-hmm. Like we're just going right back to the beginning. This is the cause of all these things that we're talking about. So it's like if if somehow the parent doesn't create what they call a secure attachment. So um, and the secure attachment is just like just the typical kind of thing that you that your kids would have. Like so, it's just like a secure attachment where, as a baby, you kind of you feel safe and you know that the mom's going to be there for you. And they they, they do these experiments where they basically um, what was the experiment called? 
this experiment was called like the Str- stranger in the room experiment or something like that. Mm-hmm. So what they do is they have a mom with a baby and then they, uh, the baby, the mom leaves and a stranger comes in and then it, the baby can act in like one of 14 ways. And that, and based on the way that it acts, that's the kind of attachment they've sort of nailed it down. So it's like secure attachment, ambivalent attachment, all these kind of things. So, um, it, it can just break, break down to that. It's just like, this is the beginning of the operating system, you know? So like an, an, an ambivalent attachment is like, for example, my mom, <laughs> mm-hmm. who just, it, it was just like, meh, <laughs> eh, whatever. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. we, we just didn't have like a kind of close maternal relationship. She was just like off doing her thing. And I was just like left to fend for myself. So that's, that was kind of the the foundation of Justin was just like, Okay, I'm a baby. I got to work out what the fuck to do. You know, I got to work out like I got any anyway, you know, that that was just the basis, mm-hmm. you know. So, um I think that's an interesting concept. Well, I see here's the thing about this that kind of stuff. I mean, I think in extreme cases, like I can explain some things that might give you additional um challenges. Right. But all these things are under control, our control. Bad things have happened to all of us, right? My mom almost died of cancer of 13. I mean, my parents got divorced. My dad, you know, I mean, I've told my story. I mean, a lot of bad things happened. That's not an excuse for any any negative behavior on my part. You're right. I'm an adult. I have ownership of my, I have agency. I have ownership of my behavior. And I'm not over, I didn't overeat for any of those reasons. Right? It had nothing to do with any of those things. It's just... And I think there's a there's a lot of um, messaging in our society these days that nobody's taking accountability for anything. Everybody wants to blame the society or something else or something their parents did or didn't do or whatever. And I think a lot of it is just it's just uh, um, what's the word I want to say deflection, right? Nobody wants to take blame. Nobody wants to be accountable. And I think that's a huge problem in our society. People don't take accountable, take accountability for anything that they're doing. It's t- it's difficult because you know in my case like overeating has definitely been a direct result of like looking to get comfort through food, you know that's been a huge part. Everybody of it. likes food, dude. You know, come on. I mean, everybody feels good. I I think this is a story <laughs> you tell yourself, and I think it's a convenient thing. You know, no, it's 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 deeper than that. Yeah, like, but or you own it, right? You take control. Who cares? Like, who cares? Right? That, Who cares what the great. reason is? I wish therapy worked like that. I wish there. I wish th- that Jason's to. version of therapy could be like that. You walk into a therapist, and you the therapist is like Jason, and 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 your therapist just says, "Dude, just quit this shit, okay? Like, I don't care that that's been your pattern for the last thirty years. Fuck it, just stop right now, okay? Change it. You can be better. It you need, are, yeah. You, <laughs> it needs to be that way. I think a lot of therapy needs to be the ways. Get off your fat ass. Get to work, take control, make active decisions, make your life what you want it to be. Quit whining, quit deflecting, quit blaming other people, quit repeating the same stupid, dysfunctional, unproductive pattern. You know, and I think, um, I think that's a, I think that's a huge problem in our society right now. I think we're so self-indulgent, we're so soft, and we're so whiny, and we're so unwilling to just own our own actions and it, it doesn't solve anything I mean, here's people all the time these so many people spend all this time with therapy and it doesn't solve shit it doesn't solve anything it just gives them something to do and something to let somebody to listen to and they're the same dysfunctional people that they were five ten years before when they're going into it and then and i'm not saying that's the case in all cases 
right? I'm sure there are people who have benefited from that and they say, well, I know myself a little bit. Does it really, it really fundamentally change their behaviors? Did it really turn them from a dysfunctional, anxiety-ridden, ineffective person into a highly effective person so, who's happy and, and well-balanced and So you're saying all forms of therapy are just a waste of time? It's absolutely not what I just said. You know I didn't just say that. <laughs> okay. Okay. I mean, because... but but so, I literally so like, said that there are cases where people need therapy and it's beneficial, but I think there are, a, in a lot of the cases, people really just need some tough love and someone and they need to kick they need, they need to get what's their the ass. percentage what in I your don't mind know what the, i don't know what the percentage like 50 percent need tough love uh it's probably like a sliding scale it's probably like a sliding scale of like you know 70 percent of the people who could go to therapy could probably use and, and get results from like a, a like a, a real tough love life coach who just said dude quit quit your complaining you know and then some people need a combination of it right it's like 30 40 percent for sure like you're totally wasting your time this is completely stupid and then the rest of 30 percent, it's like well you get a little bit of talk whatever but or but really you need to dress the core your you know this dysfunctional behavior and just change it and just start changing and then you're going to be a lot happier but it goes for it now people who've had like extreme trauma or something like that or have real mental illnesses, but that's a minority of people. Most people just have run-in-the-mill depression, dysfunctional relationships, anxiety, and blah, 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 food issue. But most of that is like, I think people just not dealing, not taking a, an aggressive, active stance in solving their own problems. It's, it's an interesting, and um, in this house, a very contentious view. Well, um, look, I mean, that's what I'm not yeah. on with Georgie. I mean, that's fine. That's her, her life's work is doing that. And she deals yeah. with kids anyway, right? So I'm not, yeah, I don't, I'm not talking about kids, but I'm talking about adults. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. some 35 years, oh, you know, I'm just feeling real. It's like, sh- shut the fuck up, dude. Get to the gym. <laughs> start doing squats. Quitting the fucking donuts. Change your job. Break up with a girlfriend who's who's manipulating you and cheating on you. Go back to school. You know, whatever. Get quit staying up to four in the morning playing stupid video games. Read a book. Get up at a decent time. You know, quit quit hanging out with those loser friends. Make some higher quality fan if um, uh, friends. Get figure out what you want to do, who you want to be, and start making plans and start making active steps to get there. Right? Just do it now. Get going. Don't whine. Quit bitching. It's um yeah, it's it's. I I would love that I would love that you know for, for that to be true. I think that's it's it, in a sense that's probably why I'm your friend because you because you you have that you know you have those <laughs> attitudes. <laughs> I appreciate it and it's good. I I like it when you do that stuff and even I enjoy it when you do it to me. Yeah. But I'm not sure that it's <laughs> I'm dude and I'm not trying to pick I don't know I mean, if it's, it's truly a, the the soldier. I think of, I think, of, I, think I think it's for a lot of people. I mean, because if you think about it just foundationally, just think about it foundationally. Mm-hmm. One thing that doesn't make sense with that is that just on a foundational level, if you just think about machine learning, like all people were little kids and babies and they go through this machine learning process of their parents bringing them up in a certain kind of way. What makes sense to me is that that operating system, that that sort of operating system that gradually develops from the age of zero to five, that's their operating system. So they then respond to the world in in the way that their operating system does. So like 
for example, like me, I, I'm, I don't want to, I'm sorry to just say it, but like I was such a sensitive child. Like, you're so a sensitive adult, Justin. No, what are you exactly. About? You're the exactly. most sensitive so, guy I know. So you need to times that by a hundred and imagine like a little five-year-old kid like that. So it was, so, so in its own, it, it, it's like, it creates this cycle of, um, oh, I, I, it sucks to be talking about myself, but I, I need to give an example. It creates this cycle of like, okay, so I'm sensitive. So then anyone who is feeling on the opposite end of the spectrum, oh, right, there's a perfect person for me to bully because I know that they're not going to give me any trouble whatsoever in return. And I'm going to be able to look really good in front of all the other people by making people laugh about picking on this one sensitive kid. And so then that just makes that kid more sensitive. And then that builds. So so from zero to five, you become sensitive. And then from five to 15, you become bullied and more sensitive. And then by the time you're fucking 20, you got so much of this shit that's programmed you into being this like, this scared, freaked out person. And then you've got to live the rest of your life. Like how do, like, where, how does that work with, with what you just said? So you just said, okay, look, you just got to snap out of it. You got to, and how, how do people find that person who tells them to snap out of it? So it's just, it's quite, it's, it's an over, it's, it's a, it's a complicated issue, but I, I like your approach. I do like your approach, but I just want to point out that it's a complicated issue. Yeah. I look, makes sense. You know, <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you that. There are some nuance here. I will give you some, some nuance. There's nuance. Yeah, okay, there are some nuance here. But I'm what my message is that we're getting. We've gotten way, way too soft as a society. There's no shame in anything. Every, no, everything's somebody else's fault. Everybody's a fucking victim. Everybody's, it's this, the thing, the system is rigged. It is just such utter bullshit. Anybody comes here from another country, they're like, man, the world's your oyster. You can do anything you want. Everybody's like, oh my God, it's so unfair. You know, it's unbelievable. <laughs> and people are like, just whining and complaining. And then he's like, they're lonely and they're sad. It's like, dude, take control of your life and fix it. You can do anything you want. We live in a free society, man. You can go anywhere, pursue any job or career, live in any kind of environment, do whatever the hell you want. Fix it. Do it. And um, I think it's just like we have this society of an enablement, uh, enablement now, right? Everybody's in the enabled to be dysfunctional. I mean, like, you know, you think like, I mean, the worst example, of course, is the is all of the fentanyl abuse and homelessness in San Francisco. It's just large-scale enablement you know it's like we're just gonna give these people food and syringes and you know and they get they can do drugs on the street and you have all these people who are just dying on the street and you know you have my you know your parents regularly interviewed it's like my kid on the street and they're 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 literally killing my kid by allowing this to happen there's full it's enabling this and um you you just can't enable things and sometimes it's it's sometimes tough love it's tough it's hard you don't want to hear the truth people don't like their feelings hurt you know it's like you know you know, getting your feelings hurt isn't the worst thing in the world. Sometimes you need to get your feelings hurt, right? Sometimes the best damn thing for you is to get your feelings hurt and be humiliated, lose, and have to sit there and go or do a, a complete fail and then go, you know what? That's not happening again. I'm going to fix this. And, you know, there's a situation in my life where that, and that's as like, you know, where I felt like I got humiliated or, you know, taken advantage. I'm like, that is not happening again. That is not going to happen again. And then I made steps to for that not to happen again. I fortified myself. And, um, you know, I just think 
you know, there's a saying I heard recently, which I love, which is that um, soft men create soft times. All right, no, see, soft. I'm sorry, soft men create hard times. Hmm. Hard times create hard men. Hard men create soft times. Soft times create soft men. <laughs> right? You understand that? I mean, yes, but but right. So, so like, the, so like, when you have people doing all the hard things to make society function, then society gets really easy, right? And then you get right. when things get really easy, you get a lot of soft people. You get a lot of weak people. A lot of self indulgent people. People who don't take can take. Um, responsibility for themselves and just it's all whining and complaining and I want this and I want that. People who don't take control and solve problems. Well, then they create a society that's full of problems. And then society starts to really struggle. And then that creates tough people. And the tough people come out and say, all right, this this is broken. We're going to fix it, right? And I think that's I think that's kind of one. We're creating, that we have a society right now, we're getting a lot of really dysfunctional, soft, soft people. I mean, they're talking to parents all the time and they're just talking about, yeah, the kids are so damn soft. So that's the So soft, you know, and it's like, you know, and that's why I think people talk about like, um, I was listening to, um, oh God, what's it called? It's like, um, you know, the guy who did the X-Prize, Diamandis, he does this thing called, and he's he's a really big, um, you know, proponent of this sort of abundance future. Like, we're going to a future where there's abundance of everything, right? Nobody will ever go without want. And I think that's going to be a problem. I think as a human species, we were evolved, we evolved to struggle to survive, right? There's something in us we need to struggle. And if there's not a real struggle to survive, we're going to create a struggle, Right. And so a lot of our social problems are, I think, a result of people. They don't have anything real better to do. They're, they're fighting over the Internet about bullshit. We don't have a, a, an existential struggle with, you know, a tr- another tribe or another nation with nuclear bombs are worried about. I mean, we're just not really worried about those things. And so when people don't have anything to do, anything to really worry about, they're still going to create they're going to create problems just to entertain themselves. Right. I'm I'm tangentially reminded of um, in like uh, the 2000s. I remember having a conversation with a friend of mine from Sweden, who was saying that Sweden has become very um, unma- unmale dominated, almost female dominated, very matriarchal as a society. Um, because and it's it's come through this you know this idea of like just making everything equal. And this was even in the 2000s that they were they that that guys were just creating groups to like go into the forest together. With an with axes and just sort of be and feel like men, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> because it was just because they'd forgotten how to be manly. <laughs> so mm-hmm. there was people hosting workshops to teach you how to be manly again. <laughs> so I'm sort of the, it, this is this speaks to what you're just talking about about things just changing in a different direction than what we're what we're what we're, we're used to. Well, I mean, look, if you look at the second, I mean, you have, you have a kind of a, a distribution, you have a normal distribution of like on the far right, you have the most aggressive males with a lot of testosterone who want to fight and compete and, you know, in, in, in every possible way. And then you have at the far left, you have a much more feminine men who are soft and don't like confrontation and don't want to struggle. And, you know, you have kind of that whole they have the distribution, right? And so for the for the guys who are sort of on the, you know, two-thirds of the, di- the right two-thirds of the distribution, 
like their purpose in a lot of cases feel like it doesn't exist anymore right they don't have a way of really expressing because it's not needed it's not they don't have there there are no wars or fights or defenses it's like you're not having to go out and you know kill big game or survive dangerous situations and so it's like they play video games to simulate that stuff they play typically violent video games to simulate it you know or the best you do is play in uh play you know football or do multi mixed martial arts or something like that or maybe join the military or something to get sort of that but i think there's a lot of guys who aren't getting near enough of that and they're feeling sort of uh, they, they don't even know what's missing right but w what is really missing is they don't have purpose they don't have a mission right and it's like if if you um here's a, here's an example um you know when you look at when you watch like a movie or tv shows you you have this they have what's called the macguffin this thing that they're after this thing that they have yeah. to get if there's no macguffin there's no story if there's no story it's completely boring it's existential. What are we doing here? We're all sitting in this theater watching these people just talking. It's just like a French movie, right? There's nothing happening, right? <laughs> and it's like the most exciting movies. It's like there's a really compelling MacGuffin, right? We got to blow up the Death Star. We got to stop the Empire. We got, you know, whatever it is, right? You got you have this really, and it's going to take everything we have. In fact, the odds are really stacked against us. And, you know, that is what, what um, engages people and excites people. So, and that's why, you know, people... For instance, join certain companies. They're like, I want to be on this mission, right? There are people are looking for purpose. And when they don't have purpose, when they don't have mission, they're lost. And when they're lost, that leads to all kinds of bad things, like the devil's, you know, idle hands of the devil's but workshop. This, this is a perfect example of American versus European thinking. So you just said, well, it's like a French movie. But like, why do French movies exist? Why, like, what? Someone's going to make a movie that only one person wants to watch? I mean, millions of people want to watch those movies. I mean, in I'm fact, exaggerating. I think I don't think all of them no, have people. No, but it's around, a but, but this is a really good point. I was talking about this with Georgie the other day. It's like people in Europe have no idea about the work ethic of people in America. Like a, they can't. They just it just doesn't make sense. And it's the same the other way around. Like I bet you can't understand why people in Spain want to have a two-hour, three-hour fiesta in the middle of the day every day. You know, a siesta. Like. Siesta, sorry. What did I say? Fiesta. We're having a party. <laughs> so, so like coming, like coming from Europe, like the 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 work ethic is so different over there to to over here. Like the whole mission, that whole piece, like it makes much more sense for me. I I fit with the American way of doing things, but I know many people in England who couldn't give a fuck about missions. They don't yeah, want a mission. I don't know. They just want. I, to, I <laughs> they just want to I, sit in the garden with roses. And like I don't. Th have I don't. Sun come I don't think many guys really like that. I'm be honest with you. I think deep down in their souls, they're not that happy. I think they're kind oh, of lost. I think they're kind of depressed. I think they 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 don't have purpose. You know, there's so many. There's only so much sitting around in self indulgence before you just bored out of your damn mind and put a bullet inside of your head. You know, it's just like you're just doing nothing. There's no fucking reason for you to be here. Right. And that's what happens with older people, especially older men. They like the, the, the statistics on the amount of men who die as soon as they retire is really kind of shocking. And, and it's because they just lose their purpose. Like my I don't have a purpose. I'm just hanging around the house, you know, I just maybe play golf or put around the garden or whatever. And, you know, men in particular had to find have defined themselves through their work. Right. This is my mission. This is what I'm doing. And then when that's gone. 
you know, where women have tended to define themselves more in terms of their relationships and their family, and they may work as well, but that's has been less about what's their purpose is. Their purpose isn't the job. Their purpose is their family. They work. But what would happen if men started, if there was men? I mean, can you accept that maybe some men do define themselves through their relationship with their family and feel fulfillment and don't have a mission? I think, I think, I don't think it goes for most men. I think it's on the, on the, on the, on the very left side of the distribution. So the most effeminate men might be like that, but I think that's sort of. So you so you, if you're effeminate, so you can't be completely satisfied by your family and being a family man, unless you're effeminate. You can't be like a masculine guy and also satisfied with your family. I, I, I you know, I'm not saying you can't. I say that I think the overlap is going to be low. Be low, and I don't mean like effeminate that you're, you know, in sort of walking around in a dress or something like that. I'm not saying like that. No, but I know what, you what mean. I mean is you mean that like they're not sexual kind of guy. Yeah, they're you know? not. They're yeah. not. They're not. They're not a, like a man's man, right? They're not. In, in this, they're not like Thor. They're definitely not like Thor. But there's a like, long like, way between being a man's man and Thor, right? There's a lot of distance. There's a lot of room, you know. So, um, you know, and, you I know, mean, you know, look, and you could accuse me of being a traditionalist or whatever, but I mean, I, I think that's, I think this is the case, and I think the more that the safer our society is, the less risk that people, you know, are allowed to take, the less physical or any kind of challenges that are there. I think that stuff is ultimately one, one of the reasons why young males are really suffering now. I mean, they're, 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 there's all kind of really negative statistics on suicide rates, which is much higher than women. A lot of fewer of them are going, I think 60% of women are going, are, are, and 60% of the graduates of college are female. Um, there's a lot of problems with guys, young guys, a lot of problems. And they're just, um, you know, there's no, they don't, they don't feel a real purpose, right? It's a problem. But, um, but maybe, but 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 maybe the problem is that there's that society, the programming of society, has and and movies and everything that's in culture has defined a version of maleness that that the new generation doesn't fit, and so they don't they they they've got these two things. They're like, you know, in reality, I'm more like, you know, a family person. I'm I'm not into this. This macho toxic uh, maleness, but everything Are you that like I see the toxic on... femaleness. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying uh, that just, like... just being manly is not toxic, Justin. Any more than being female is toxic. Okay. But what, well, but what I'm saying it, but but I'm just but tired of hearing. Even... I'm tired of hearing that fucking you know male toxicity. It's like there's female <laughs> toxicity, right? You take maleness <laughs> and you dial it up to eleven, and it becomes toxic. You take femaleness, you dial up to eleven, you get you get. You had a different kind of toxicity. It's right. It's like you know. But it's like it's like girls. Like they like the same issue happens with girls on the other end of the spectrum. They have to be like Vogue. They have to be. No, what they do you know, is they play completely music. skinny. No, it's it's they have. See, you don't have daughters, so you don't really know how this works. So I no, see girls. I see the girls that they have the, the constant drama. There's continual. My girls are are generally well. Izzy is zero drama, but Airly is. Not too bad, but the girls that she has to deal with at school and other activities. There's constant. You talk to all the moms. It's like, oh my god, the constant drama, the constant. She said this and did this, and they're excluding this girl and his meanness. I mean, it's just, it's all this cancel culture. Where do you think it comes from? That's girl. What way women compete for resources is excluding other women from the tribe in some way. That's they don't attack each other physically like men. It's through 
social exclusion, right? This is what can't, that's a cancel culture was sort of like a large societal way, uh, societal type of, um, it's a tactic, right? It's just a strategy. It's a non-direct, it's an, you know, kind of strategy. Anyway, you know, women, manipulation, gossip, you know, social exclusion, all that kind of stuff that, you know, every guy who's had to deal with, you know, bad dysfunctional relationships and girls, they'll, they'll recognize all these things, just like guys. Guys have toxic behaviors and, and females have toxic behaviors. They're different. But just understand it's, it's, it's fully symmetric, right? Um, well, can I segue a little bit? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, you are Thor. Um, and we especially know that you're Thor because of the artwork in the artwork <laughs> channel of you uh, that's been created by AI – uh, by uh, Web3 Dev, <laughs> Sons of Crypto.com. Oh, that was funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> basically, the perfect artwork of you looking like Thor defending the line of math. Yeah, where is that? Oh, right. The, um, I don't know where that, where, where did it go? Where is it? What? What is it? I... Uh, let me try and find it on Twitter. Hang on. That was good. It was funny. Um, I'll cut this out. Here we go. Here's a tweet for you. Somebody somewhere has to hold the line in math. That's me. Well, the first, the first, that's math academy. Well, the thing was, the first line was, is we have a world that's full of bullshit mediocrity, and somebody somewhere has to hold the line. Okay, I've just pasted it to the artwork channel. Yeah, there yeah. No, it was, it was, uh, it was funny. It was great. It was really, it was. You know, I didn't even remember. I mean, I after he. After I read it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess I do remember saying that. It's just funny. Some of the things you, you come out of your mouth and you're like, did I say that? What, what's, a, what's amazing is that like from one picture of you from like all those years ago, a, like AI understands your face and like can draw it and can draw it just like AI understands your voice from just like one listening to your voice. Like AI can recreate your voice in a really good way. But if you put me through AI <laughs> visually an image, like it literally doesn't look anything like well, even the picture of me. Like it, it just doesn't look like the picture of me. And the voice, it's so ridiculous. It sounds absolutely nothing like me. So I just do not. Well, no, okay. So I, I, I don't exist. In, no, I in... think the problem is, is that the one picture you have sunglasses on and your face is turned to the side, right? And it's from. So it, and it only has. I like gave some fish, other pictures. I, I sent him an, another couple of pictures privately. Were they straight the on that, photo of your face? Not without without like you know sunglasses. Probably not straight on. on photo of my face, but they were without sunglasses. But still, that I've tried it myself with many different pictures. I I signed up to one of those services and I uploaded like twenty photos of me, and everything it came back looked a nothing like me and b so awful your face just is just even, amorphous just though. just just so bad but you it just looks great i mean it just looks really you've got a really understandable face my face is <laughs> comprehensible okay yeah. my face is just like it's like um we don't understand a football with eyes we don't understand that how you know how can we draw that <laughs> yeah these, these some of these don't even look like you at all yeah you're right these oh, the rambo you that doesn't even remotely look like you I mean, it's not even, not even close. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, it's 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 funny. But 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 the, they that, they that have bring... de-aged you like twenty years, so that's good news. I know exactly, which is nice. <laughs> so so well, yours yours also de-ages you. I mean, although you don't actually look that much older, you you are aging well, so that's good. Um, but this does remind me of the artwork uh, conversation. So, um, not that 
what I'm saying now is going to have any effect. But basically, will you write the show notes? Then we'll post the show notes to the channel, to the artwork mm-hmm. channel. And we'll get the guys to just come up with whatever artwork they can. And then that will be the artwork of the show if we agree that it's good. Okay. I like. I really like the eighties, the eighties comic vibe that. Uh, yeah, that's heavy on metal. That. It's like heavy metal magazine. <laughs> yeah, that's what it reminded me of when I saw it. Which I always like. I always thought the artwork looked cool. But isn't that a great general marketing for Math Academy? It is. No, it's great. I I, I saw that and I'm like, yeah, that is exactly right. You know, exactly what we're talking about. You got to have standards and holding the line and i think i think the people who would be attracted to math academy are the kind of are people who care about that kind of thing you know mm-hmm. people who are just sort of like oh i don't know whatever they do at school is fine and you know math isn't that important then they're not going to be interested in anyway right mm-hmm. and so people are like what the hell is going on in these schools my kid my daughter isn't learning anything and they're they're in third grade and i feel like they're going over like second and first grade stuff and this is you know or, or whatever it is right they just they're frustrated and disappointed by the the status quo. Mm. So yeah, no, I think it's I think it's right. And you know, you made a good point. You're you're like, oh, you know, it's a pick a fight marketing, and you know, you should do that, totally do that. And I, I think there's some wisdom to that. You know, Sandy and I've talked a little bit about it, but uh, you know, we we want to do it, but it's like we want to pick a fight, but we not get too personal. Mm. You know, mm. it's like how can we do this in a way where limit the amount of collateral um, distracting type of, of uh, animosity that can result from it. You know, um, I think, I think there's a way of kind of like, uh, you know, you're saying, you're saying what the problem is and, and people re- know the people who know, know what you're talking about, but the people yeah. who are being, who you're really talking about, they're like, Oh, they're talking about what we're doing or our school system or what we're, you know, there's a way of, I think, of, of saying yeah. these things. I know exactly what you mean. Talking about that and marketing and stuff like that. Oh, one thing um, I want to say. Ma- one thing I just want to say is so. So the thing is, because you remember, this is Sandy. Sandy is part of this as well, right? This yep. is half her capital. This is half. So she's, you know, major voice in this thing, and she's from a Swedish background, the Midwest. They are non-confrontational, mm. right? So okay. she is very uncomfortable in that kind of a, a situation. Right. And so where I might be more willing to go toe to toe and mix it up, she's like, I don't, I don't, I really don't want to do that. <laughs> so, so it's, they got to balance those things. Got it. Got it. So it'd have to be, yeah. So she wouldn't want to be in an article that was kind of fighting. No, no. Cause we talked, she talked a little, yeah. She's just like, I, yeah, she's, she's, I think and that's the, unnecessary. And, I think that's unnecessary is the way she said. But she's a big part of the story as well. Like I so said, in the articles that have been done so far, the PR articles, it's about the Robertses. Yeah, exactly. So, and, you know, she's the one who inter- interfaces with our customers, constantly emailing back and forth. So it's, it's her voice and her personality, and she's very friendly and helpful and uh, you know warm-hearted because we talked to a lot of moms who are really kind of struggling with their with various situations and you know so she has that aspect to her right and so she's she's not gonna be out there like throwing jabs and crosses she's like i don't mm. exactly yeah i don't, don't want to do that you know um so so have you broken 500 yet Mm-mm. no so we're still so because we we need that next piece of marketing that's gonna 
sends it up the next yeah, month. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, it's um, so we're we're you know, it's just a very slight updrift, you know, uh, you know, because we have we always have some churn, and then mm-hmm. we have people coming in, and we had like for some reason we have somebody somewhere wrote about it because we got like six or seven signups this morning. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, I couldn't find it, and she I, she said she couldn't see in in Google Analytics what was what where it was coming from specifically. But um, yeah. So the but a, she's like, it, it's there's just certain some, a couple more features that we have to get in, and then there's um, a certain amount of marketing and information it has to be on our website. Like right now, we don't have very much information on the website. Right. What's the features? I know what the information. We don't need to talk about the information, but what are your what are the final features before your um, next push? You know, I mean, I think there's uh, there's just a it's a lot of small stuff. It's like the learning efficiency stuff, the knowledge graph. I mean, the more comprehensive knowledge graph. A lot of things are kind of half finished up that need to be um, made complete. Um, there's some improvements I need to make to the parent UI. Um, I think. Um, but we, but also we just need a lot of information on the website, which is something we're working on. Yeah. Um, okay. So we've Sandy's been working on the FAQ. She said it's funny because she 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 has she's been writing it up in Google Docs, and she just had me review it uh, yesterday. And then she's like, she's like, you know, I've been back and forth with the guy all morning, and he like every single question he asked, he had like a half a dozen or a dozen questions, were all in the FAQ. Exactly. Like the people, yeah, they don't even look. Yeah. So it's. Uh, but I mean, the FAQ isn't up there. What I'm saying is, we don't have the FAQ up there. So oh, she just okay. gave me a Google Doc. I need to put it up on the website and everything. So it's that kind of stuff. You need to get some information up there. I need. I want to have like a video up there, sort of intro video that it kind of explains yeah. the system how it works. I think that'll be a big deal. Um, but you know, there's a little bit of a sequencing thing here too because um, Sandy, she, so I, I, I give her a lot of. Um, latitude in terms of prioritizing features um because if i just work on whatever the hell i work on she's gonna be like well okay you know it's like she yeah. doesn't she's like so she's more like in charge of operations and stuff and and i take more of the engineering and product and she'll be like okay i really think we need to get this done i really think we need to get that done because she's she's the one who speaks to the customers Constantly, she knows where the pain mm-hmm. points are for her, for them, for their students. You know all that kind of stuff, and yeah, she's also very a very pragmatically minded person. Where I, as most engineering tech product people, we just like, ooh, I want to work on this. Ooh, this is going to be cool, and you know, we can come up with. We can, it's easy for us to rationalize working on stuff that may not necessarily be the most important thing to be working on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I um. I, I sort of, you know, she she'll come to me and she's like, well, I think maybe she'll work on this or that. And I'm like, okay, I'm like, whatever. I'm like, all of it's cool to me. Like, the vast majority of it is fine. I, I'm, ha- I, we got like 100 things to work on, you know, whatever, you know, whatever you think is, uh, you know, move the needle. You know, I mean, obviously I have say in it, but I try and, you know, say, okay, your operations, you know. So what's the, uh, like, what's an ETA okay, on? Okay, so. So let me explain. Do you have an ETA? Yeah, I, I don't have a specific ETA, but I'll tell you a couple things. So one is, in terms of the ETA, I think our big, we're gonna we're going to um, plan a press release around the on the day of the of the AP calculus exam results are released, and that's mm-hmm. like July seventh or eleventh or something like that. 
And the reason is, is we got an 11-year-old who we're pretty sure got a five. And as well as some other kids who are on their own and like seventh, eighth graders who are totally on their own did the whole system by themselves and got a five in two years. Mm. So this fifth grader started mm. with what is a variable? X plus five equals 11. What is X? That was last September. He crushed the BC exam. The AP Calculus BC. He learned everything between crushed it. He's actually halfway through linear algebra at this point. He finished that up over Christmas. And he was not like working around, like, where was this kid live doing math? Like, no, he'd spend, you know, probably 40, probably 45 minutes to an hour, five days a week. Sometimes he'd work a little bit on the weekends. But I mean, that's, 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 those are, those results are so fantastic that most people would say that's just bullshit. Perfect. Right? Okay, that's going to be great. And so one thing Sandy's been doing is she's been researching um, education writers, education and technology writers. And yeah. we're going to try and start establishing some relationships, you know, make them aware of us and say, hey, this is what we're, this is what, so that we're, they're prime. They know who we are. They know what we're doing. And so, That'd be huge. And then yeah. um, that could. That's better than an HN. I mean, it's better than an HN because it's like, it's. It, that's that's really substantial. Yeah, so that's kind of that's that's good. That's that's what we're really aiming for right now, and that's not a long way away, right? That's like six weeks away. So um, great. Uh, but you know, one of the things that she came to me like a week ago, and she's like, "Okay," she's like, "So what's going on with the proof editor, right?" And I think I've talked a little bit about um, implementing math proofs on the system. Like, how do you do that? Right. I mean, it's easy to have calculations. You just have multiple choice or maybe free response. You calculate something, which is the right one. How do you do a proof? Right. Prove this statement. I mean, how do you? So initially, I was thinking. I don't even know what a proof is. So. Um, th think of it as a mathematical argument that has a series of statements. That, you know, it has like, here are, here are the assumptions or here are the givens. If X, Y, and Z are true, I want to prove that. You know. So why is a proof edited what is difficult than a free response editor? Because for example, it's an entire you... argument. It's not an answer. Okay, so... It's an entire argument. It could be, I mean, a proof could be two or three lines, or it could be a hundred pages. So it's like a like a like a text editor with math, like a full text yeah, but, editor. Yeah, but but it's it's too that's too free form. Would be impossible to verify okay. that that was uh, that was. Uh, mathematically correct. So, oh, so you also need to verify that the proof is actually math. Yeah, I mean, yeah, how the hell okay. are you going to? You know, so, and so, that, so that's one of the big problems in college. So, so once you get beyond like calculus and maybe linear algebra and some of these like sort of, especially for if you're a math major in particular, and you get these more abstract courses, they don't say here's how here here's a kind of a, a category of problem and here's some techniques to how to solve it here do some problems to practice solving it that's not how it works anymore it's like okay assume blah 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 blah, blah is true prove that under this condition that this is true that's what you do and it's way harder and how do they how do they? and 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 that that's just written on paper and then there's then so there's a, yeah the there's just this little the sentence and then you have to like write like a half page 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 and a half long proof sometimes two pages it's like long right you're and everything has to be mathematically a, 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 a mathematically coherent, coherent, correct argument, right? And there are very specific things, words that mean very specific things in math. You can't just say whatever bullshit you want. Is it a solvable problem? Like technically, can yeah, you I'll, solve and it? I'll explain. I'll explain how we're going to do it. But in, in so in, if you're in your, you know, you're a, a math major and you're taking real analysis or topology or abstract algebra or something, you would have a series of proofs that you'd have to write. 
And it was like unclear. Like, how the hell do I improve this? You're like, okay, so this is the definition of this. This is the definition of this. Okay, I need to set up these variables to have these properties. And then if I can manipulate them and make these statements about them, then at the end I can come and demonstrate that this these, these conditions are satisfied or something like that, right? And it's one of the hardest things to teach people, even bright math-motivated, mathematically-oriented people, it's very difficult. Um, you know, you see, like, well, it's a big drop-off of people from arithmetic to algebra. Some people just never get it. And there's this drop-off from, you know, to trigonometry. Like, oh, I could do algebra, I got to trig, and I was lost. Or then the people get to calculus, and, like, I could get trig and algebra, and they got to calculus, it's a big drop-off. The biggest drop-off is people who could crush calculus on even linear algebra and stuff, and then they get to proofs, and they're just like, man, I don't, I don't even know where to start. I just, I just, I'm just lost. And, um, because there's sort of a, a, a there's a lot of um, unspoken rules that you're supposed to pick up through osmosis in a way, like stylistically and, oh, you can say this and you can't say this and this is not, you, you, yeah, you can assume those things in this context, but you can't assume these other things. You're like, wait a minute, you just said I can't assume anything. You know, it's just very frustrating, right? So were you good at proofs? But in the end, I was pretty good, but it sucked. It was hard. I mean, it was just, it was, it was just a terrible learning experience. So what would happen is, you would have a, pro a weekly problem set in these classes. You might have six, eight, 10, 15 proofs you'd have to write. Some of them you get, some of them you're like, I don't know, man, it's something like this. I, I don't think this is totally correct, but maybe I can get half credit on it. And um, you turn it in, and then a graduate student would grade them, would be the grader for the class. And you'd get back, and sometimes they'd be like, no, <laughs> that's just not correct, no. Some of you like... Okay, no, this is on the right on the right path, but you, this 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 jump, this is not a correct. You didn't make this assumption, and that assumption doesn't follow or something. How are you going to automate this? How are you going to automate stuff right. like this? And by the way, there are lots of different structures of proofs. There's proof by induction, direct proofs, proof by contrapositive, proof by contradict. I mean, there's different proof by cases. I mean, there's all these different techniques and things. So, um, yeah. So initially. I was thinking of having, like, you'd have a list of statements, mathematical statements, and you would sort of drag and drop them into the correct order. And some of the statements, and then the most basic proof, maybe there'd be like seven statements, and you'd pull them into the correct order, like a series of sentences or mathematical operations. Right? Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then as it got more complicated, you'd be like, okay, well, they're like 25, 30 statements. Some of them are unnecessary. Some of them are inc incorrect. They're variations on, a th on the same one. And then you get, and I don't even know how many statements I need to prove this. So I'm going to kind of build the argument by this palette of statements. Right. Mm -hmm. And I thought that, and, but you know, Yuri, who's one of, um, he's kind of Alex's right hand man. Um, and he's a, uh, just a, really really talented mathematician he's also an exceptional like artist so like you see all of our uh, all of our cool graphics he's the guy who designed all that stuff and um he was like you know i think that's going to be really unwieldy at a certain point he's like and i think what you should we should do is have it more like you have ma imagine that you have like a, a a mathematical argument think of like a paragraph or a couple paragraphs and then you have like drop downs in between. So there's, there's like mad, remember mad libs when you're a kid, like missing statements. So imagine if you're, if you're, if you see this argument and then you have like these half, half a sentence or a few words, or there's some mathematical mm, statements, yeah. but it's just a drop down. There's nothing there. And you're like, okay, there's one of five or three or seven things that I can pick. And then, mm. you know, in a simple cases, maybe there's only three things you have mm. to fill in and, 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 and they're pretty, 
you know, lar- larger statements and, and you get down and it's, it's more that way that you don't you run into the jag and drop issue. It's a little more, okay. Mm. Okay. So right. So this, this is, these are the variables I need to set, right? This is the thing, you know, and they have to go through and, and the harder ones you could have like, you know, a dozen, a dozen missing statements that you just have to pull, select the right one. So it's almost, but still that's easier than writing proof from scratch, right? It will be easier than writing a proof from scratch. So it's like, it'll be like, I think an 80-20 solution, 90-10 solution. Yeah. I think at the end of it that, but here's the thing. In reality, most proofs that you're getting, you, you, you don't, you really don't even ever get feedback, feedback, if it, any feedback at all on your, on your prom sets in college. So you, you think you go to this great university. I went to University of Chicago. It's probably one of the best math undergraduates, top five in the country. So you go to Harvard or MIT or Stanford, Chicago, and you think, oh, I'm just going to have this, this. Dude, half the time they didn't grade them. I just got credit. It's got a check. It wasn't like someone's mm. breaking down my argument. Say, okay, Jason, look, here's, here's what's wrong. Right. So you did, it's really hard to learn because you're getting such little feedback. Right. And so imagine you're writing some code and then it says, yeah, it didn't work. <laughs> what didn't work? <laughs> I mean, there's no, right, there's no right. breakpoints. There's no call stack. There's no log. It's just like, yeah, you, you get credit for writing a program. So, so you're teaching. So you're using this to teach them proofs and also to grade the proofs. Right. Because, well, you know, because in, in everything when you're learning, it's, it's all about scaffolding. Right. We need to yeah. create scaffolding and then we'll provide less and less and less scaffolding as we go along. Right. Um, and with these proofs, we start with smaller proofs and it's like there's only a couple missing things. so It's kind of easy. But then as you get better, then it's like, OK, you, there's a lot of options. Right. Like, OK, there are seven different missing statements. Each one has, I don't know, half a dozen options. OK, there's like that's a huge number of possibilities and that um, you can't just guess your way there. And so you have to really understand the argument and where things go. Otherwise, it's not going to work. And is a proof like a sentence? Like, is, is, is some of it a sentence? Yeah, that means text. And, and it, it can be, you You can have mathematical proofs that you hardly even have a mathematical symbol. They'll just use the definitions. Okay, let's say a, a set is closed over this region, da, 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 and therefore we can assume that, but you have to be familiar with the, the definitions and the theorems and stuff. And by theorem, da, 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 we can therefore, you know, conclude. That. So, but, so both of your ideas, um, you have you have full sentences complete, mm-hmm. um, and then you select. You either your first idea was to drag and drop the full sentences. Mm-hmm. The second idea is to do a drop down. But a drop down could be just a small sentence fragment. It could be even a single word. It could be a single mathematical yeah. operation, or it could be uh, you know a, a, a large sentence fragment, depending on how we need to. That's, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, is there a hybrid where? Where you have a drag and drop, but it's only fragments. Yeah, there's, there's no full you sentence. You can do anything you want. You could do one letter. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you could do anything. But then we could also have free response in certain cases. Like you mm. literally have to type in the mathematical expression as it gets harder. Interesting. So, okay. I think this. Nobody's done this before. Nobody's no. tried yeah. to do this before. And if we can nail this, and this really works, then we can make people really good at writing proofs. And this is one of those things that's exceptionally hard to do even with very mathematically talented young adults who are mathematically well prepared and motivated they still really struggle with this stuff um so anyway so sandy you know i've been talking about this thing for like three years 
right? And people listening are like, Jason, I swear to God, I've been hearing this since like 2019. <laughs> Where are you going to build this thing, right? So, and, uh, and they have a good point. So Sandy is like, you know, because uh, Alex and his team were finishing up the multivariable calculus course. And that's, I don't know, three to four weeks away, something like that. And then after that, he's got some finishing touches on probability statistics. And then it's like, after that, it's methods of proof, which needs the proof. UI and the proof Wait, editor. so you want to get this proof editor before your launch in July? Here's the problem. Because Sandy's like, how long is it going to take you to do the proof editor and the proof UI for students? Like the whole thing. And I'm like, I don't know. Three or four weeks? She's like, then you need to start right now. Because three to four weeks does not mean three to four weeks. As we yeah, know. Right. right. She's like, if it you don't start that months. now. Because she, she's like, well, when are they going to need it? When is the team, team going to need it? I'm like, you know, probably... Things go well for Alex, you know, maybe early July, end of June. She's like, well, you better get going because otherwise you're going to help. But the whole team is going to be just at a standstill because the big thing that we got to do is proofs. And then we got to build a lot of these upper division math, math, math courses around proofs. And if you don't have a proof editor, we don't even know what's possible or how it's going to work. You can't do it. Right. And she's like, I think you really just need to do that now. And then. And then they, then have that done, and then we can meanwhile be working on be adding documentation to the website and stuff. So she kind of came a week ago, and she's like, "Okay, this is I think this is what you need to do." I'm like, all right. Did you already start? Yeah, on it then yeah, I started on. Well, so it's funny. So it was Yuri who had the idea with with the sort of Mad Lib approach as opposed to a rearrangement, mm. and I was like, "Huh, I like it. That's actually much more flexible." That's way more flexible. He was like, well, we should still also still have the drag, the drag and drop. And I was thinking, I was talking to Justin. I was like, I don't think we need drag and drop. I think that's a waste of time. I think it's just going to complicate things. I think, I think all we need is the, you know, the Mad Lib select because mm. it's just so flexible. And yeah. um, it'll work for really short proofs and really advanced proofs. And, and we can have multiple proofs in a row because sometimes these questions will be like, you have to prove a couple of lemmas and then you have to prove the 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 big theorem is almost think of it like writing a couple helper functions and then writing a big function that uses the helper functions. This is that's that's the analogy here. You need the helper functions in order to, in a in a coherent way, make the larger mathematical argument. I mean, mm -hmm. writing code and writing proofs are very similar, except unfortunately we don't have like a compiler. We can write a proof. You don't have like a proof compiler that says nah, doesn't work. Nah. <laughs> and you know, syntax error, missing the parenthesis or whatever. So um. So yeah, I'm really excited about it. Um, but it, you know, it's a little out of sequence. You're like, well, Jason, I thought you were trying to launch it. It's like, well, if we if all we do is focus on getting all this other stuff and I don't get this done, then my team's gonna the, the content is gonna be sitting on their hands for mm. like a month or something. And you'll be paying a lot of money no to just reason. keep them busy doing stuff that is not real useful. Yeah. And and we've been getting a lot of um a lot of a lot of people are really interested in more of the proof oriented stuff. A lot of the adults, they're like, Hey, when are you gonna, you know, get that stuff ready? So great i mean there's always good stuff going on in the math academy channel um people just coming up with um just interesting you know <clears throat> is this really what it meant should it should it say this mm -hmm. but it's just it's just really good stuff you know you just see people are really talking about it really into it yeah it is it is cool when you see well you know when you see like v raptor and i mean they those guys have covered a ton of ground i mean they are really moving yeah. and they're learning a ton of math or relearning math that they had forgotten before in some cases um, which is yeah. really cool to see. And then if, if they keep at it for like a year or two, it'll be just, a, it's like a life changer. It's going to be like the superhero training, right? They just, they mm -hmm. mathematically will go from someone who 
remembers some of their high school math, remembers the words from the college math courses, but couldn't really solve a problem to save their life. And now they're like graduate level math people. <laughs> it's like, it's going to be crazy. Um, one thing I wanted to bring up, Sandy reminded me to bring this up because sometimes we'll talk. She's like, what are you going to talk about in the show? And then afterwards, she's like, how'd it go? And I'm like, oh, you doing all right. She's like, what well, did you talk about X? I'm like, oh, I forgot. <laughs> she's like, ugh. So um, she, uh, one of the things that was funny this week that happened, or maybe it was last week. Um, so Sandy, because so Sandy is, is there monitoring all the accounts, right? how the students are doing, who's doing well, who's doing poorly, um, how much progress they're making. And she's like, why is the student getting, they're, they're like an integrated math two and they're getting all this integrated math three. She's like, I really don't like that. I, just, I, think, I think that's really confusing. And I getting emails from parents, something like this, there's apparently one kid is like, you know, he's trying to finish up geometry but he's getting all these Algebra 2 topics. He's like 98, 97% or 95% of the way through geometry. He's getting all his Algebra 2 topics. And he's like, you know, I don't understand why he's not just finishing up geometry. This is kind of weird. And he's, my son's getting really frustrated. Which makes sense. It's kind of like the Hitchcock effect where the, the hallway is expanding. You know, and you're mm -hmm. just like. So, um, and she's like, I don't. Why, why does it do that? And I said, well, it's just to make things really efficient because when you can do, find encompassing topics from a more advanced course, it encompassing encompasses the, these more advanced topics in the current course. And then when they start the next course, they're already 5 five ten percent of the way through. She's like, hmm. She's like, I still don't like it. <laughs> She's like, I get it, but I don't like it because it's just, it's confusing. It confuses people. It's not what they expect. And it frustrates the students. And so then I was recounting that to Justin. I said, yeah, Justin, da-da-da. And he's like, oh, that's not why we do it. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah. Oh, I, oh, I, I text. I go, actually, no, I wrote on Slack. I go, we need, I go, I'd like to run some numbers on how much efficiency gain there is to doing what we call advanced lessons, lessons from a more advanced course to encompass current when, when you get towards the end of the current course. He said, could you run, is there an easy way to run some numbers to get a sense of how much efficiency is it like a five, 10% efficiency gain? Because Sandy is really not loving it. And we are getting email tech support from this on a semi-regular basis. And he goes, oh, it's, it's negligible. I'm like what? He's like, yeah, it's, it's not, it's efficiency. The efficiency is negligible. We just could do reviews. I said that it's less than 1%. He's like, we did it for this other reason when we didn't have enough topics and, the current course that were unfinished. There were topics in the current course were unfinished, so at least we could jump ahead and do advanced topics without. I was like, hmm. what? And I was like, I totally forgot about that. It was like two years ago. So I've been making up this bullshit. I've been telling people about advanced lessons that it's more efficient, and that's why we do it when it's totally not true. Must have been su super easy to get rid of it as well. I was right? like, well, let's fix the like glitch. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> let's just fix the glitch. Like, just I'm just going to remove that checkbox from the course, allowing advanced lessons, remove that. And just he's like, oh, great. He's like, that simplifies a lot of things with the model. And he's like, I'm just ripping it out. And, and, and now we don't have this problem anymore. And it oh, reminded nice. me, I remember Elon Musk was talking about how I think this was at Tesla. There was like one group, like they couldn't move some component or somewhere because there was this this thing that protected the, the separation for the batteries and fire protection or whatever. And they said, yeah, we can't 
we can't move that component here. We can't run the wiring because of this. And the, this other group, the battery group needs this thing. And he's like, ah, that sucks. I want to go talk to the battery group. And the battery group was, he's like, so we need this thing for the fire protection or whatever it was. And they're like, no, no, we're doing it because the other group needs it for. He's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, it's like, to it was go. total like a, it's like being in a Dilbert co- a comic strip. Right. He's like these two. So we have this constraint that's there for no reason. But two groups, neither group has complete understanding of how the whole system works. And so they just live with this constraint that creates a suboptimal solution. Right. So I was just like microservices all over again. Um, there was a great spoof about about microservices Mm -hmm. that I just saw. Did I did you see that? I think I pasted it to um, to discord. I don't know. But anyway, yeah. Why don't you recount it here? Because I'm sure I'm sure no one else. What was it? What it was, was it like just? it was like it starts off like like a guy a guy. So it's a spoof about microservices. A guy comes in and says, "Okay, I want to have I want to add the birthday to the user's profile so that they can see their birthday." And the guy goes, and then he starts talking about all these microservices. Well, you know, first first you got to talk to service A, and then that service gets the user ID. Then once he got the user ID, then he goes and gets the the other one. But then that one talks to another one that finds out what time zone they're in. Then that one talks to another one, which one? And it's just like this unending stack of microservices until finally he's like, "Look, it's just too much, man. It's just too much fucking trouble. Right? Forget it." And the guy goes, "Okay, well, we'll try again in the next year." You know. Mm-hmm. So it's like the same kind of thing. I think Uber started that, right? The microservices. I mean, Uber, Uber made that fashionable. You know, Uber made it fashionable to do microservices. I don't know. Well, I know. Yeah. I know. Um, I know. Musk. They ripped out all the microservices. Then everyone said everything was going to crash. And of course, Twitter. Right. Exactly. It didn't. You know, I they know. Fa- they fired like eighty percent of the people, and the system didn't go down. And they, it's, I think, it's just he's moving. Yeah, he's moving towards X. The X dot com is going to be. I think it's it's going to be. Um, what he always what he's always been talking about. It's going to be good, I but think. I, but I think it's just funny is that because they, they, people build up all this complexity, all this over engineering, and then nobody really knows why it's there or if it's really necessary, and, and and they get this this everyone sort of vested in this in this thing, right? And um, that's why it's very important to just be able to rip stuff out. It's like having editors for writers. You got to they was saying get to murder your darlings. It's like we could just rip this whole thing out. Right. I mean, you know, it's like when you delete a bunch of code, you're like, oh, my God, that's awesome because that's code I no longer have to support. That's that's code I can no longer break because it isn't there anymore. Right. It's just great mm-hmm. to like simplify things and rip stuff out. So but it was just funny, like even the Math Academy system is, is there's so much complexity to what we're doing and the modeling and everything that even I can't remember. Like, OK, so what i mean you know well it's great that you can it's, it's better now that's great it's better for you it's be, less less to administrate less code to worry about it's better for the students oh yeah it's better for sandy yeah it's better for your marriage it's, it's better, better all around for marriage Every, everything is good yeah yeah no it's just uh but um anyway i just it was just a perfect example of how sometimes things just exist and you don't remember why you know especially when there's more than one person right because just as one who's who works on the model, right? We talk about it at a high yeah. level, and I was, you know, we've had we we have regular conversations, or maybe it should work like this, or maybe it should work like that. But I don't build anything with it, right? I mean, he builds everything. He's he develops the mathematics and the algorithms, and and um, 
you know, I have a lot of input into like the heuristics and how they should work and why they should work a certain way. But, but then what happens is when I don't actually build it, that's just a conversation we had at 11 o'clock at night, like six months or a year and a half ago. And I'm like, I don't really remember. I'll be like, so sometimes he'll say something. I'm like, wait, does it do that? And he's like, yeah, remember we had that conversation and back. I'm like, now that you say it, it brings some, it's, it, it, it does ring a bell. <laughs> But it's just impossible to remember. It's just too much, you know? So that's why it's important, I think, to... It's like that root cause thing. It's like always going back and questioning assumptions. Why are we doing this? Why is it working that way, right? Like, don't... And don't be defensive. Like, and I immediately was defensive. Sandy's like, well, why does it... Why does it do this? First principles. And I just... You know, I thought I knew why, and I was was 100% wrong. And uh, I should have just said, well, and I did do that. I said, well, because she was pretty annoyed. But I said, so I better, I better look at like how, okay, so how much efficient is this, right? And of course, it, the answer you was better have a deep negligible. Look. Like, ugh, so funny. So what, <laughs> uh, so I guess we're kind of coming up in the last 20 minutes here. What, uh, you got any, play strong? Or, oh, I saw you implementing, um, some images on well, that's, list. That's, on list. That's what I was about to say. Ask me what I've been working yeah, what on. Are you, I've, what are you working on, man? I've been working on, of course, what I should have been working on, which is play strong SEO, right? I knew I was going to get the brand right? for this. I knew I was going to. Well, isn't that what I've been working I on? Know, play strong I, SEO, look, building the business. Oh, oh no. Someone said, someone said in the list channel, I I should have, you know what? It'd be really good if list could support images. Well, drag and drop and images. And of course, that's list. like, Literally like as like a like a like one of these Star Wars program that like knocks a missile off course. <laughs> you like, know, after I after I sent after I wrote it, I said because I said I said, look, I know I'm the one told you to work on Play Strong, and I think you should. I'm just saying, if you, at some point you do work on it, it would be a good thing to do. But that was still not a fair thing. I because if somebody else had been telling you, and I'd be like, dude, what are you doing? Don't tell them to do that. Don't tell them, don't distract us then. So I apologize. That was that was more than distracted. It's made me really excited about List again. It's made me want to come up with a different brand name. It's made me super excited about working on it. Oh no! Oh my god! So well, anyway, tell, let's so, talk about, um, hear about it. It should be fun technical talk. Tech talk. Yeah. So tech. To, well, um. So well, first of all, wh- why do you want? So basically, what 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 Jason said is he said, look, um. Obviously, he's using List every day. In fact, you just used List, I think, like 10 minutes ago. You read off all your priorities. Um, but for some reason, you want images in there. What's that all about? Well, it's a lot of times you're like, you know, you need, it's like, a, there's like a an error. There's like a reference. And it was like, here's an error. And it, this is wrong. Or, you know, it needs to look something like this. Or here are some screenshots of some, you know, of how of some other UI elements that other websites use that I want to look at. I mean, there's always screenshot. I mean, you know, the picture's worth a thousand words. Like if I just have the images there to reference. Um, so what do you do? You just paste the link to the images in there? Now? I don't do anything. I don't do it at all. Okay, so there's just no images. I just have there. a screenshots okay. holder, and I kind of go back and go, okay, so what was that screenshot I took of that website like nine, you know, three months ago? See if I can find. So you'd it. get the. So you you want to drag the screenshot into it, and then it uploads it. And then you get the yeah, the and, and it's like Discord. And it's like you know, it's kind of a smaller, 
you know, a smaller screenshot. I mean, you know, you what you'd ideally probably want to do is be able to have like a smaller thumbnail or kind of a midsize if, if depending if you wanted to adjust that. But it's not a big deal. But if you have just some kind of a thumbnail on it and then you could click on it, it would blow up and you could see it and you go, oh, right, right okay, that's what I want. I mean, I, th- that's, you know. Well, I didn't do it that way. Okay. Well, you're definitely going to want, if you can't click on it and expand it, I mean, that's how most things on the web work, right? The, the image is a small thing, and then you need to click on it to expand so you can actually so, look at the uh, image. Yeah. So basically, the what? have you ever used Gmail? Have you ever dragged an image into mm-hmm. Gmail? I do it all the time. So you know how G, but you know how Gmail does it where it sort of makes the image the same, like a first-class citizen along with text. So you press the cursor down, and it, the blinker will be on the right, the mm-hmm. left-hand side of the image, and you can move the blinker to the right-hand side of the image. That is the way that I have always wanted images to work in an editor like this. So, but that's that's like the first-pass mm-hmm. version of it, so that I can easily, so so the image does fill the width, or you know, automatically fills the width of the of the work area. So when you when you paste the image, um, and but then. I'm going to add the capability to do things because I want to add this collapse concept. So the, cause you remember I said, I want to make it so that you can collapse nodes, mm-hmm. you know, you know, like on the left-hand side, you can, mm-hmm. you can collapse the whole area. So I'm thinking if you can, if, if you can actually collapse it on the right-hand side as well, that would be a really good experience because you'll write, you'll write out what the thing is, then you'll attach the image and then you'll be able to collapse it and expand it anytime you need it. That's, Does that make that's, sense? Well, See, I would just want the images collapsed, not that because if I have a bunch, if I have like twenty to do items, and two or three of them yeah. have a, have like an, a reference image that I want to look at from my, I want yeah. to have just you can a, the image I would as want well. the image to be, you know, I don't know, two hundred by two hundred pixels or hundred by hundred pixels, some little thumbnail or something, um, and then you know, so I can see the whole list. So if it takes up the whole damn page, then I can't even see the list. It's like I'm scrolling up and down. Yeah, I think I'll do that like as that's, well. That's yeah, that would be that really well. annoying from a user experience. Um, I mean, okay, so the f- because yeah, so the, the, first version- the use case from Google, from Gmail is in Gmail, you're not, you're just writing this thing, and then you're here. You go, this is what I'm trying to communicate to you, and the person reads it, but but a list, you're up and down. Like this is like your your mental work area, and so you can't have like some image taking up a giant section of the screen. That's just uh, you can't. You have no um, uh, scope. You can't see anything for it other than that one thing. Well, I so I had listed three three phases of work on this. Mm-hmm. So the phase one was to get it so that images were a first class citizen amongst the text, so that they could be. Mm-hmm. Um, then the second phase was, and and so the way that I'm getting the images in there is. Uh, right now is like a pasted URL. So anything that's an image, it will just automatically put it in. Um, because all because I, w- I want to be able to like do what I just described about move left and right and all that kind of stuff. Then the second phase is to make it so that uploads work, so that you can drop you can drop an image onto the page uh, into any node, and then it's yeah. Because put it most the images I look are just local. I take a screenshot and it's in a local drive, and I just drag right. it. It's not on the web in a public place. Agreed. But but for for all the um, like because I because I'm do, doing it in these these two phases like there's so much work to make that all the other stuff work mm-hmm. like once I've actually got an image URL which which is what I would end up with with if you drag and drop an image onto the page it just gives me an image URL so basically that's it all the other stuff was was done does that make mm-hmm. sense like. The, all the all the work of like being able to move it around, being able to select it, all that kind of stuff doesn't really matter how the image gets into the system. 
you know. So first of all, I've just been working on that. You paste an image, it appears, you can move it around. Actually, I'll just do a little share on our screen. Yeah, sure. Um, just do a quick little share for you. And then th the third phase is going to be what you just described. So making it so that you can like you can turn it into a thumbnail or something like that, so that you can like, and that will probably be through that little clicker there. Um, you look at my. I don't screen. understand the clicker. What do you mean? You know, like um, how on this kind of thing. Can you see my mm -hmm. screen? So see how I'm like just uh, expanding collapse. Mm -hmm. You know, like an an expanding mm -hmm. collapse thing. Yeah. So basically, I think what I'll do is like it like. When you paste it in, it'll put it in as a full size, but then you'll be able to um, collapse it into like a thumbnail. So full or size would be like take up the whole screen because a lot of these are screenshots. They're gonna take up the whole, blow up the whole thing. No, because it never, it's never gonna go well. Because there'll there'll actually be three sizes because it's never gonna go beyond the general width of the text. Okay, so it's like five hundred by three fifty or something yeah. like that. Because that does that. Why is that not? Let me just try that again. Can you see the screen share right now? Not now. You had you had it a minute ago, but you okay. take it away. Okay, one second. You get oh here we go. Yeah. So like um so it's gonna just with with the basic uh, width of, of it, you know? So so you'll be able to click on it and then zoom it in. That will do like the full zoom in. You'll be able to click the little thing to expand it down to a thumbnail. And then generally speaking, if it's open, you'll be able to move it around like a regular thing. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? When it goes in there, it'll just be like this. See, I think that's too big. I don't, I don't think that makes sense in a, um, in a list of things. It takes up half the screen. I think you should default it to smaller. I think, you should, I th uh, I think the default should be a smaller size that doesn't like own the screen. I think it's, I think, you know, because here's the thing. You do not need to see the image in full size resolution all the time. Only when you're thinking, looking at it very specifically. Most of the time, it's just one piece of a list of other information. Well, all you, I mean, all you're saying is just to default it to closed. I mean, that's fine. Well, I, I mean, I don't, know, I don't know. I don't know what is closed. How small is closed? Well, uh, whatever we decide, but it's probably going to be like a thumbnail, a thumbnail kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, I would just default it to that, given the context. Well, that's my, that's what I'm saying. It's like, because this is like zoom in. There's like zoom, you know, when do you want to zoom in? On rare occasions. Mostly it's, you want to have it there, and then, oh, when I'm actually going to work on this thing again, oh, let me click on this, let me expand this when I'm, I'm working on this thing. The rest of the time, it's, you're not thinking about it. Well, that's not exactly how I'm going to do it, but I, it's going to be exactly how you want but I'm just building it in a slightly different way, right. but actually it's going to end up the way you want it. Okay. So that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, but the, but the first part is I needed to make it so that, um, so that you see how there's a blinking cursor there mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. the image. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to make it so that, so that you could do go ahead and, and work with it in this kind of a way. Oh, that's, that's where good. Yeah. What you expected to happen. So a smaller version of it will just be the same mm -hmm. thing, you know, that's that's fine. I'll just all I have to do is to put a size constraint on it. Um, but the point is, is that every image is going to be its own node, you know. Yeah. So it's it's not going to be a, a situation where you're going to be able to go here and start typing, and then all of a sudden the typing is going to come to the right hand side of the image. Right. Each image will be its own node. Right. Right. 
you know, and just doesn't it doesn't matter about the sizing of it. That's that's, well, that's cool. Well, hey, I I'm uh, I apologize giving you what do they call it? Nerd sniping is that the term? I nerd sniped you. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what Veraptor uses. Yeah, that I nerd term. sniped yeah. you. I like it. Yeah, I did. I'm sorry, Demita. Probably shouldn't have uh, asked for it, but that's gonna be cool. I think it's gonna. No, it's gonna be it's gonna be very cool. Um, yeah, um, I like it, and it's it, but it's also it's it's been an, an interesting challenge, you know, as well, like the technical aspect mm-hmm. of it, like making it so that because basically what it's opened up actually is is the is the concept of embeds. Mm-hmm. So basically, once I'm once I finish this work, I'm going to be able to have it whatever. so that anything can be embedded. It could be a YouTube, it could be whatever, it could be an Excalibur, Excalibur, or you know, like a little drawing thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, that is kind rich, of cool. Rich, really got like rich uh, content. That's cool. Well, what's going yeah. on with um, PlayStrong? Nothing. <laughs> I was supposed to get started on the SEO, but uh, the the, the image oh, stuff took me over. Is Georgie, like, what are you doing? Or does she even know? She is like, why is there a picture of Homer Simpson on your screen right now? <laughs> <laughs> that's because that's, that's my test image. I'm like, oh, I'm just um, working on this. Image stuff. Oh God! I, 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 hopefully, I'll have it done by the end of the uh, week. That's fair enough. Then you can jump on. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I think of the list thing, and I, I think Boyder and some of the other guys have said, like, you know, this list is something you can keep coming back to, working on when you really want to do some cool technical stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, scratch that technical ish yeah. itch, so that when you go and you spend all the time doing SEO and just basic content management stuff, which I'm sure is not super exciting from a technical perspective, but Mm-hmm. potentially very financially rewarding <laughs> you have the you have the energy to do it it was um you know i did a screen sharing uh, session with david williams who's also doing a similar kind of mm. tool uh building a similar kind of tool and that was uh it was good to do that screen sharing just to, to show him the behind the scenes about content editable but also to help me load into ram um because i hadn't worked on a list for so long right so it was nice to, you know when been? you talk through talk. i mean it's been quite a long time like Four months at yeah, least. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Um, but so you, you know, that made me really want to work on this. Something else that that I really want is to be able to add icons. So you know, I'm when I'm doing my own stuff, I'm putting little little emojis like fires and uh, like a little emo- stars and different stuff. So I'm, that's how I'm prioritizing mm-hmm. stuff. So I want to add a quick little uh, pop up panel that lets you get icons mm-hmm. really quick. Um, what else? Have you ever used Excalibur? I don't, yeah, no, I have not. It is so good. It's a really good, um, drawing tool. And I really want list to work like that. You just kind of go there and it just, you can just start using it. That'd be cool. Uh, the way that that works. And you, you should check that out by the way for mock-ups and stuff. You know, I don't do mock-ups. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> well, I'm old school, man. Yeah, I really want to add search. That's another piece. And uh, at one stage, I want to, I want to work on a good brand for it because I'm just you not happy like with list. But I'm not even, I'm not even going to talk about that right now. But um, okay. it's just, it's just, I don't know. I, it's not quite right. I don't okay. think. Um, what else I got for you? That's pretty much all my. Well, stuff, I think actually. we should since it's toward the the last few minutes we should talk about shows and you watch anything anything good yes let's hear it what do you yes, got for I us am. well i really like silo on do you? apple tv 
Yes. Um, yeah, I saw um, that. I don't quite know why I like it so much, but I really do for some weird mm. reason because it's it it, it, it doesn't fit into the, my, the usual things that I like about shows. Like, there's different characters, and it's like it doesn't. It's it's only just started following one character after mm-hmm. three or four episodes. Right. Um, but for some reason, I like the concept. If people live in this and silo like after it. like some post-apocalyptic thing, and nobody knows. They don't know why they're living in this gigantic silo. They don't know why they're there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's just a, it's very slowly revealing something, mm-hmm. although it's literally revealed nothing in four episodes. Yeah, it's kind of like a like that movie Lost. I mean, the TV show Lost. They end up on this island, yeah, and there's yeah. weird things going on. Yeah, yeah. I don't really know who was there before, and yeah, I mean, I just. But it's not like Lost because Lost was super character driven. Yeah, very much you know, so. Like this, this is not really character driven in the same way. I mean, it kind of is, but more serious or something. It's more serious. I don't know. Well, Lost is um, pretty serious. I thought, was it? Not Sawyer. Sawyer was uh, Sawyer. Just because Sawyer had a sense of humor, but he was. <laughs> I like Sawyer. He's one of my all-time favorite characters. Uh, um, go on, go on. You got something? Oh, I got a, I got a, just a couple. Do you have anything else? Um, let me think about it. Tell, tell me yours. Well, first. have you seen Slow Horses? Heard of that one? No. I think mm-hmm. it's on Apple TV as well, um, and. It's uh, Gary Oldman, and it's like the, uh, what's it, MI6 or 5? Which one's the CIA equivalent in the UK? You don't know? Oh, uh, uh, wait. No, I don't know which one. I think MI6. MI6 is CIA and MI5 is like FBI. You don't know? Oh, fuck. Dude, you're you're not even, I thought you're an Englishman. What the? He's like a fake Englishman? I mean, why? Englishmen don't care about shit like that. That's only an American thing. I was like, no, I Americans this. care about What's that? that. Nobody cares about that. Americans care about that. Yeah, I think so. I doubt. I bet there's some. I, I, that is weird. It's weird that you don't know that. Okay. So, like, um, uh, oh, what was I going to say? It was funny. I was watching this YouTube video popped up, and uh, it was this guy. He's going around these college students and asking them, have a blank map of the world with all the countries and none of the names. And he's asking them to, to even pick one country they know. And they didn't, they couldn't even put it in the USA. They didn't know where Canada was. No. They didn't know where Australia. They 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 didn't know they were at Ukraine. They were putting it down in Africa. They were they thought South America was Africa. They thought it was unbelievable how ignorant mm, these are college crazy. kids. I mean, these, I don't think this was a great university, but I mean, it was unbelievable. They didn't even know the basics. <laughs> No. That's you crazy. don't even know where Russia is. Oh my god! I mean, I can understand. Like, I sort of get if they if they know that Ukraine is sort of somewhere in Eastern Europe, Central Asia. Maybe they don't totally know which one it is, and they okay. That's that's oh, that's not great, but it's but when they don't even know, they think Ukraine is like in uh, where uh, Alaska is. <laughs> that's so ridiculous. Oh, no, it's not, that's why people, nobody understands the foreign policy. They have no idea where these countries are. They have no, they have no understanding of anything. It's just, it's just unbelievable. Um, I would, I would be an interesting challenge just to see like how many countries you could get spot on. Correct. Did you ever, uh, true, true lies. Have you heard of that? The TV show? CBS. Yeah. Based on the, the yeah. Schwarzenegger movie. 
with based on the Tom Arnold. Arnold. I mean, yeah. it's it's a ridiculous fun thing, but I've I've been enjoying that. That's the kind of crap that I like watching. Yeah. Um, um, so I do slow. I I would work slow horses is something Sandy had she found, and you know that was that was pretty good. It, it looks very serious. It is very serious. And but Gary Oldman, yeah. you know, I mean, he's such a world. I mean, Gary Oldman. He's such an amazing actor, he's right? The, yeah, I mean, he he's is, like, like this broken, old, cynical agent, and he oversees Slow House, which is like the, um, it's kind of like the reject pile. It's like where all the all the losers from my my six get sent, and and he just, and he's in charge. <laughs> it's really, but he's actually he's super. He's a brilliant guy. It's, I mean, it's I've already got a few episodes in, but yeah. But I mean, don't you find watching stuff that like that? It's like. It's like kind of making a choice between okay, I'm going to have a McDonald's, or I'm going to have like a like a, a six inch steak with like really strong wine and like you know this in, this in, in this incredible restaurant. So one of them is just a major commitment, and one of them is just like a snack. <laughs> and so you're you know something like Slow Horses is I don't know it's it's mentally it's a it's a big deal. Well. I don't know. I mean, I, I just like quality stuff. You know, I, mean, I mentioned before Perry Mason's really good. We're still working our way through that. Um, Georgie Reader likes yeah, that. Yeah, no, that's 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 really well done. Um, what was the other one I was going to mention? Uh, um, oh, you know, I, I a documentary that I've I'm all the way to the end now. I think they're still kind of releasing weekly um, episodes. Is the Hundred Foot Wave? Did I mention that before? Mm. No, yeah, yeah. So no. it's it's um, so there's a community, there's a of uh, like a big wave surf- surfers that they mm-hmm. they surf these forty, fifty, sixty, seventy, eighty foot waves, um, and they have some in uh, Northern California and in um, Hawaii and in other places around the in the world, and it's an international you know community. And, uh, I mean, it's competitive. These are professional surfers, right? These people are sponsored by the surfboard companies and stuff. And this one guy who was just sort of obsessed with uh, big wave surfing, he was contacted by a guy, a local, uh, I think a photographer from Nazare, Portugal, which is a little seaside fishing town. And he's like, is that a bit, is this a big wave? And he looks at it and he's like, because it was kind of far out in the ocean. And so he decides that he's got to go check this out. And so he goes out there, brings in his wife, who's, you know, he's a professional big wave surfer and, you know, you know, he's surfing like, and he has this obsession. He wants to surf the hundred foot wave. Like nobody surfed anything that size ever. Right. That's like a, you know, 10 story building or something. And, um, so he goes out there and they discover this thing and the, and the thing about big wave surfing is that lots of the waves are start further out so you can't paddle out to them really so you have you get pulled mm. up by a jet ski and the jet ski kind of pulls you in and launches you onto the wave right so you have to have these really skilled jet ski um people who really know how to how to do this and so they develop he developed even some of these flotation things that you kind of integrate into your surf kind of suit and you know how to use the jet skis and so then this is like a 2011 anyway it goes through multiple years in this community this world you know these world championships and all these amazing surfaces it's pretty pretty cool so the 100 foot wave hmm. is um i mean i'm not as well did, but did did they have 100 foot waves in portugal i think the i think the 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 largest that is served as of now is like an 84 foot wave 
And he had like a 79. But he's getting older. He's like 56 or seven. So he's kind of... But you, you said the guy in Portugal sent him a photo and then you, it, I, it sounded like you were going to resolve that. Oh, and I uh, when it was a large wave. I mean, that. it was an exceptionally large wave. So he came up with, yeah, these are huge waves, but it's like hard to tell exactly. So when when they have like a the world championship and they have like the, the, the world, like it's almost like think of like the Oscars or something for like surf, big wave surfing and who had the biggest yeah. surf, the biggest wave and who had the, the best um, barrel and who had the biggest wipeout and all this kind of stuff. And they do like a measuring from the top of the wave to the bottom. They kind of use like a, you know, photograph and they kind of do all this sort of analysis. And I think they came that like he had, he, I think when he got the first big wave at, um, recognized wave at Nazare was like at 76 feet. But I think since then, so, uh, one of the younger surfers got like an 84. And there's a couple of female surfers who Jeez. are doing this who are really, one from France and a couple from Brazil who are there and, and, and surfing these waves too. So it's pretty cool. Is it super dangerous Hell as yeah, well? It's, well, because you get, when these waves go down, I mean, yeah, they've gotten messed up. I mean, there's people like, you can't. You don't get a chance to get out the other side like a regular. Well, wave. okay. First of all, sometimes people get like literally like multiple bones broken, like a couple legs and an arm broken. Like you get a, the, the But other times they get held under the water for a an incredibly long period of time. So when you get the wave like that goes down, you don't get held down for like twenty seconds. I mean, you could be under for, you know, being pounded for like you know a minute or something like that. I mean, it's it's, it's quite traumatic. So Jeez. some of these people are just like, I don't know if I can do this again. But um. It's and it was things like these guys do it, you know, and then they have a big weight wipeout and they get massively injured and there's six months of rehab. And then it takes a long time for them mentally to get the nerve to do it again. Right? Because yeah. it's like it's like if you crash, if you have a bad crash, I mean it's it's you know, you're oh good because then there's like you could push it because they have these big rocks, like you could get pushed into the rocks. It's anyway, it's it's good. I mean, I'd I'd I recommend it if people if anyone listening it likes kind of documentary style series and I don't know. It's 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 pretty good. I, I, I like wave. it. I'm trying to think if there's anything that's good. So like I said, if we're talking about Perry Mason, um, you know, we're still watching Barry. I, again, I'd recommend that one. It's it's kind of a crazy. <laughs> yeah, Barry. Something about Barry made me feel kind of queasy. Well, yeah. I mean, it's a psych. It's kind of a psychopath, sociopathic killer. He's a hitman, mm-hmm. right? I mean, he's a hitman yeah. who murders yeah. people and. You know, I mean, yeah. like, uh, yeah, if you didn't feel queasy, you're might be a little sociopathic yourself. <laughs> but uh, I like it. I mean, it's 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 just uh, extremely extremely well done. So, I mean, it's like a, like a lot of these movies and TV shows. It's like um, if it's even if it's outside your genre, if it's really good, it's you're gonna like it, right? And it's like if it's in your genre, like oh, I like sci-fi or I like you know, romantic comedies or I like mysteries. It's like you get an extra half point bump on the IMDB scale or something. Like what would really be a seven is like a seven, five. Like it's just a more f- forgiveness, right? Cause you just like that kind of thing. But if it's good enough, it doesn't even matter. You're like, uh, yeah, you know, like I don't really like, you know, you could say, I don't really like, I'm not into the period piece stuff, but if it's, you know, dangerous liaisons, you're going to be like, yeah, it was good. <laughs> I can't remember. Did you watch um, the last of us? Yeah. Yeah, it was the first season, right? Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, there, well, there's only been one season. Yeah, so it's far, pretty yeah. good. I mean, that's a solid B plus. I mean, it's like a IMDb seven point six is mm. what I put it at. You know, I think okay. so. For me, the way I describe it is so. Let's start. Sevens are good, right? And in that range, mm. so really good. 
high sevens, good, still good, but you know, low sevens. You get up to the eights. The eights are great. Nines are like, you know, the low nine. You don't really think much above low nines, but low nines are like, you know, you know, mythic, right? You're talking Breaking Bad, the kind of things that it's like you really can't argue with it. Um, you know, it may not be your thing, but it, you can't argue that it's not a great show. Did you watch Better Call Saul? I haven't. I, you know, because I never, we never, you know, it's funny. I, 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 Sandy and I didn't get past the first season of Breaking Bad just because it was so, I struggle with self-destruction in shows mm. like uh, Sopranos, Tony Soprano. Every time right, things right, are going right. okay, then they do something to screw up their life. And I was like, you know, I just, it's so stressful, so frustrating. You know, you just get, never get a break. And it's with Breaking Bad, it was always through his hubris. It's just always some little thing that he did because he he was offended. His ego was offended, and then that made him make the next bad decision that took them down. It, yeah, it just it would just cause further. me stress. I mean, um, uh, what's it? Uh, Game of Thrones is a little bit like that too. Like you barely got a breath. You know, things would go well for like ten minutes. What's this? Game Sorry, of I didn't catch that one. What did you say? Oh right, right, and then, right, right. And yeah. then shit would no, I mean, sideways. I feel like that about Barry. <laughs> I don't expect it to ever go well. Like, uh, yeah, no, you, you, that's a fair, a fair assessment. I mean, you could argue that, but it just seems like it's always crazy. Like, stuff is always like y- y- it's never going to be okay, right? Like, and you know, it's never right. expect that. That that's sort of where I, my disposition is. So that way, it doesn't get me disappointed and stressed. And and because it has a humor t- element to it. When things are funny, it's it, you know, a, little, a little less vested, so you get a little less stress. Do you remember that one scene in Barry, and I don't think I'm giving away too much, where he was in the car with the guy, and everything was fine, and then the guy just said something that even just intimated that he might know that Barry was a hitman, mm-hmm. and then Barry was like, why did you have to say that? And then he's like, Poof. yeah, <laughs> oh that is so, that really make me feel That's hardcore. Oh man, that was, yeah, that is just, hardcore. but it's, it's great yeah. acting there, right? Why did you have to say that? It's, Why did you have to say that? So you don't have any like varsity blues or anything? I mean, I know usually like the teenage teen, the teenage drama stuff. Uh, oh, well, no, I, you know what I'm watching at the moment, which is another, um, just something fun is, um, the rookie. I've, I, I like that, that series. Um, it's just uh, about a, it's. I'm on like season five at this point, um, but it was just about a cop who goes in. And he's like 45, and he he starts becoming a cop. Was oh, that the guy from Castle? Guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's kind of yeah. funny. He's good. He's and got Firefly. A, yeah, yeah, Firefly. Yeah. He's got a good sense of humor. It's a good. I mean, I've enjoyed the show. I've. I mean, it's I've season five it. already. It's, it's, again, it's. I wouldn't say it's like. It's not like a fine wine and a steak it's, like yeah, the kind of no, stuff that you've been talking of... about. <laughs> It didn't look like that. I mean, I don't know. I've just, I've like, life is so hard. Life like, is why, so hard. Why, why watch? so hard. Right? Why watch slow horses? so hard. My diet is so stressful. Come on. Like, come all on. right, dude. Okay, it's been. This has been a good show. This, now this, this, uh, this has actually been. There's been some times in in this show that's been really interesting uh, discussion. I've I've enjoyed it. Actually, we've like we've been on a roll. Like the last five or six shows, we've gone pretty deep on some stuff like AI and different stuff and the way society thinks about things. I enjoy that. Yeah, you like when I get all riled. You get me all riled up. 
You're like, let's. I get you. Are you are you back channeling this guy? Like, watch this guy. Watch this. I'm gonna set Jason off. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here he goes. Where he's he's going. That's right. Yeah, there's there's a whole. We got full rant. I've literally got like 15 people in the room. They're listening to it live right now. It's like, and, um, like Jay, I'm just Justin, like, Justin, I'm going to set Jason off. Just, yeah. just say this, say this. I swear to you, he's going to explode. He's just going <laughs> to. You're just yeah, playing me, man. <laughs> you just play on me. That's right. Just like a All fool. All right. Well, that's a wrap. We're out. <laughs>